So what's been going on, man? Really nothing, man. Just work. Um, so I started that, uh, I started working with big body doing the mobile mechanic deal. Tell me about that. So you guys have a shop or so just, it, it's a mobile mechanic. It's a mobile mechanic service. Okay. There, there is a shop right on the street from his house where if we have something that's like a really big project, like for instance, we had to swap a clutch, um, in one of those, uh, it's called a Cylon FRS, like a little two door car. Real small, but we had to do a clutch in one of those, and doing that on the ground is god awful. So, like, this girl came and dropped it off on like a Friday afternoon. We swapped it on Saturday and sent it back with her. But mostly everything that we do, we can just do wherever your car is parked. Dude, that's rad. Are there are a lot of people that kind of do that. Well, it's like prom time now. Everybody's stuck at home. Well, yeah, exactly. And we don't really have any competition, honestly. Like, that's they're awesome. Yeah, uh, I occasionally get Facebook ads for another company that does uh, that does mobile mechanic work. Okay. Um, so I decided to like get on their website and just kind of peruse around and they charge so much money, um, like more than a regular shop would because they like, it's like, they're really pushing this whole, like, you got to pay us more because it's convenient that we come to you kind of thing. I don't know, man. I seem, I feel like, like, okay, especially here, like where I live, I don't have a driveway. Yeah. I don't have a way to like. Would that be a hindrance? Just for park you guys? in the street, you not, know. Not just park, me. like just take over the middle yeah. of the road. Yeah. And... <laughs> you don't even have to do that. Like where, uh, like where your van, uh, the vans and stuff are parked right now. Okay. Like you just leave the car right there. We can do whatever you need to. No, I'm gonna park it in the middle of the road. You can do that too. And just uh, that's just fine. tell everybody to go around, put a detour sign up. Look, man. Something. I don't know if you've seen how big David is, but if he tells people to go around, they're probably just gonna go around. I don't <laughs> know if I've I've met him. So, did he? It's. Did he start the company? Yeah. And so was he doing this on his own, like just going out and fixing people's cars at their houses and stuff? Yeah. Uh, so the way that it started for him was um, he had worked at some like uh, like commercial shops um, and stuff like that. Like he worked at uh, at Meineke, um and stuff, and he went to work for uh, the city of Hoover. And <clears throat> I think he had like when he went to work for the city of Hoover, like that was going to be like that was it. You know, he was going to ride that till he retired. Um, and things didn't work out that way. So, and working for the city of Hoover, he's just like fixing their fleet vehicles. Yeah. He was actually working on fire trucks. Oh, okay. Um, which, like, it sounds super cool, but working on a fire truck is terrible. Specialized parts and stuff. Yeah. Like, um, like you're talking like oil filters, like this big around and like they hold like 28 quarts or more of oil and stuff. So it's just, you know, I mean, it's still an engine at the end of the day, but it's just on a much larger scale than what, you know, what we do now. Well, I wouldn't know how to work on, I don't, I barely know how to change the oil in my car. Right? <laughs> whoa. <laughs> whoa. That's about the only thing I can do. I can change the brakes. I can change the oil. No, yeah. No. We're learning a lot right now. That's it. That's really not, all. I mean, not like very mechanically inclined, but now I got you. Yeah. Now you have me and you can come to my house. Yeah, I can. Wait, and you can, uh, you don't even have to be here. Just leave me a key. Okay. I'll get you taken care of. Sweet. Um, but, uh, so, he for a while was just like he was off like every Tuesday I think um, from one of his jobs so on Tuesday he would go and help out a friend or whoever called and needed it you know just to make some extra side money and then when uh, when the whole Hoover thing didn't work out he decided to uh, just kind of roll the dice like it's like do I go back and work for somebody else again or 
should I try and see? Because he was making decent money like every Tuesday, you know, when he was doing it. So he decided to roll the dice and see if he could make some money, you know, make a living wage. Just, just him, just mm-hmm. him and a uh, Chrysler Pacifica, uh, which is an SUV. It eventually became a minivan, but he has the SUV. So he loaded up with tools and um, made a Facebook page called Big Dave's Auto Repair and started Big Dave's Auto Repair. Yeah, right. Um, and uh, and honestly, it's perfect. And like uh, Jake Burnett, I think it was like drew a like a really funny caricature of him. Yeah, and like okay. that's on our business cards and stuff now. So, um, but he did it for like a year, and then uh, COVID happened. So he just took the time off um, and was doing some stuff. Like if people wanted to drop cars off at his house, he'd work on them there. And, uh, and I've, you know, I've known him since like high school, but we never really were close until probably the past year or so. And um, I was still working in logistics. I was an account manager for like a, like a freight brokerage. So when we ran into you like two years ago at mom's, I think that's what you were doing at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, and I've been doing that since probably sounds like a really fun job. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Freight brokeraging. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, basically you're just like a middleman between like a lumber mill and a trucking company. And you just set up the, like the hall or yeah. whatever it is there. Okay. Now, wasn't there a company that we, when we worked, when I worked for Holt, there was like this brokerage company and they had like mini golf and stuff on the floor. Like it was like a party house, but it was like an actual business. Was where it they, downtown? Oh, it's the, um, but they're like a brokerage. It's a lumber place. They, it's uh God, I can't think. You think you were on wall street the way they were acting. Yeah. Like, yes. Okay. So I know the place you're talking about. It's off two eighty, and they like, they're just like a lumber. It's like something forestry service. It's, it's something odd. Like when we, did the job there i asked him i was like what do you guys do you don't work for the national parks they play all day and dude they're in there like throwing planes and and playing yeah like golf on the floor yeah yeah it's like a movie yeah because we were setting up a movie screen so that they were going to do like a big movie day that afternoon like during business hours that rolls yeah and i was like what the hell is this i've yet to find a job that lets me play golf in the middle of the day right so um Funny story, actually, the company that I left before I started to do this, we have a putting green in the office. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, but you couldn't, just didn't like the, the vibe there? Or man. That? How long did you do it? I started in, I started doing it in 2014, I think. Okay. Um, and I left this year in 2020. And the first company that I worked for was terrible. Um, it was just really, it sucked. But like a year in, I got recruited to go work for this uh I went to go work for another company and that company had like, we had pinball machines and a ping pong table and all that crap. We had a basketball goal out in the parking lot that we had installed like a year after I started. Like it, we, they put that in specifically so people could go shoot basketball. Like does it, that actually equate to more effective? I don't know. Workers? I think they just say that like, do, like I look at shipped. You think they get any work done? They don't need any. I don't know. They might, I guess. But yeah, they're like that. Y'all are brainwashed by capitalism. We are. But I'm just wondering, like, if you have all that stuff, does that actually amount to, like, better work ethic from your employers, from your employees? I will say this. When I was at that company, um, it would be like, do you want to go play a game of ping pong? And, uh, like, my boss would, like, if he was getting frustrated, 
Like he would ask you if you wanted to go play a game of ping pong and he would go play a game and then he would come back and be fine. Oh, okay. Um, but he's not the only person. So it's a good icebreaker or like a, yeah, uh, a cooler. Yeah. yeah. But he's not the only person that, uh, he's not the only person that would do it that way. And then some people are like, man, I really don't feel like doing a damn thing. I'm just going to go play the incredible Hulk pinball, which is like loud <laughs> as hell for an office where you have to be on the phone all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, Get over here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I wouldn't get it. Oh, sorry, down. sir. Uh... Yeah, like, what was that? Nothing, man. What, uh, what can I help you with? Right. So I left that company. I went and worked for another company. Um, I was supposed to move to Chattanooga. I was going to try and move to Chattanooga. Everybody's moving to Chattanooga, man. Yeah. What, what's in the water there? I don't know, man, but it's just nice. Well, they're rebuilding after the fires and stuff, right? No, that's Nashville. Uh, never mind. Yeah. Uh, but... You know so, anyways, what? you didn't go to Chattanooga. I, guess. I did not. Okay, um, I did not. It's not that good. And yeah, F in Chattanooga. Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> um, I left that job with the intention to go to Chattanooga, and that just didn't pan out. And uh, so, I like, called in a an old friend and that I worked with at my very first logistics brokerage job, and this was like three years later. And uh, I called him and talked to him, and he had. Uh, he had told me a couple of times that they were looking for, um, looking to add people eventually. Um, and then, uh, so I was like, okay, cool. So I called him and we talked about it and stuff like that. And then I ran into him at, uh, at mom's basement where I ran into you and Katie last, uh, I guess I used to hang out there a lot. I don't think I ever really noticed. It's a cool place. I used to hang out there all the time before COVID. And yeah. And like, you yeah, know. then COVID ruined everything. It's mom's man, bringing people together. Yeah. Yeah. It's mom's where it's such a rad vibe there. Like just the, I don't know. The fact that you can just go sink into a couch and yeah, hang out. Yeah, I yeah. don't know, man. There's something that just appeals because it's one of the most successful places I've seen, like, you know, living right down the street. Every time I yeah. drive by it, like, the parking lot is slammed. Oh, or yeah, it man. was. And then now, now that COVID's kind of easing up or, you know, at least restrictions on the way you can do business is easing up. Yeah, people like, are getting out like, about Yeah, dude, I see cars there all the time. It's like, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but yeah, like they're it, staying busy. I yeah, guess. it's nice that the city's, like, coming back to life. Uh at the same time, you just don't want like a massive COVID outbreak at stemming from like your favorite bar or whatever. But Nick Saban's got COVID. I know. I would. Uh, I'd take his place right now if I could. Man, so we were talking about that before you got here, and uh, it's just so crazy that he's not going to be able to coach in any capacity, at least to my understanding, because of. I think that they had talked about him maybe remoting in during the game or being able to make some play calls to his. I guess the next in line, Sarkeesian. Yeah. Sarkeesian. I don't know how to say his last name. But I think it's against NCAA rules that he can't have any contact with his coaching staff during the game until the game is over. Like 90 minutes before the game starts until the whistle's blown at the end. Yeah. So he's going to be sitting at home watching the game, just like me and you. Yeah. Throwing stuff at his TV. You know, and and he can't do anything. I know. You think he's watching that game? You think he's going to watch it? I think. I think he at least watches it until halftime, and depending on how it's going, he just turns it off and yeah. goes and feeds the ducks. Yeah, yeah I can't watch this Terry. And he's gonna <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> what uh, do you do? Oh god, it's so crazy. Do you remember? Um, do you remember Boy in the Plastic Bubble? Is that what it was called? Or Bubble Boy? Bubble Boy. Bubble, Bubble Boy was the remake. Boy in the Plastic Bubble is like the old, old one. But yeah, Bubble Boy, where the kid's like in the giant. That's Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I do yeah. remember that movie. That's yeah. kind of what I was hoping for. It was like standing on the <laughs> yeah. sideline, like a giant hamster ball kind of thing. 
Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. This isn't against the NCAA rules. Yeah, there's no, show me, show the me where yeah, exactly. I can't be in a bubble on the sidelines. Show me in the rule book. Uh, I saw some meme that had like a picture of Nick Saban, and it, they gave him like a young haircut, like a wig. <laughs> and it's like, this is uh, Rick Rabin. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be coaching the team today. Oh, God. It's pretty funny. I remember, um, I think it was like when Tim Tebow had left Florida, and then I think we beat Florida, and then a meme started circulating that was like, Congratulations on Florida's newest recruit, Jim Jebo. And it was just like a horribly photoshopped mustache over a regular picture of Tim Tebow. And uh, those really stupid jokes like that are the ones that really get me. Really hit home. Yeah, man, yeah. they do. I'm like, like I, I realized not too long ago that like that dumb humor is really what gets me. Um, I noticed on your on your social media, it's a, it's a lot of memes, which actually are really funny to see. Yeah, that, um, lots of shit posting. Really made me funny, but uh, yeah, I don't know. And, and going back to the game, like you know, that's got to sting for Kirby Smart as well. Not to just make this all about football, but no, like for him to even if they win on Saturday, it, it won't matter. It's not it won't count. matter. It yeah, won't because matter. you're not coaching against Nick Saban. You're coaching against his team with yeah. a replacement or you know the backup guy. It's a fluke. And it's just like, I don't know, I, it just sucks. I think this yeah. whole year is just going to be a wash. Like, nobody's going to take it seriously. Right. And stuff. And so I, you, you know, can set your phone down wherever. I think it, uh, I think what will, I think what will happen is if your team does really well, then like, this is a football season where you overcame like great challenges. And if your team really sucks, then this was just a throwaway year and it didn't matter. Yeah. That's what the fan base is going to say. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's like nobody cares. That season yeah. doesn't count. Yeah, that season yeah. doesn't count. It's like, what are you talking about, man? We went 12-0. Definitely counts. But no, it doesn't. No, it's it's weird, man. It doesn't even really feel like football season. That's what I said. It's like, what, like I don't know. It cheapens the – like, they're still having the SEC championship. Yeah. But I feel like it's cheapened by the fact that, like, we're having all these – I mean, there's been a few games that have just straight up been canceled, you know, because they had yeah. too many testing positive. And, and that – you know, it's crazy to me that only Nick Saban tested positive. You know, if anybody else did. Well, I think they were doing contact tracing to see who else on his staff might have it. Or, yeah. You know, I mean, he had to get it from somebody. How long do you think they tried to push that out before it hit public news? He probably had it at the last game. Saban's like, like, I don't got it. No, I don't got it. Don't got it. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry about it. I'm good. They just good. killed the dude that's yeah. like, I think he has it. And he just disappears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this is the new team doctor. Uh, the other one, and it's me. Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear me? Can you see me? Yeah. Nope. You don't have COVID. Yep. You're good. <laughs> You're good. Oh. You coach away. You don't smell like you have COVID. You Get out there. Uh, go team. Go. Yeah. Man, that was never my thing. That uh, you know, it really wasn't my thing for a long time. And then I think hanging out with, um, you know, like Tyler Gore, and um, that's when I got into football. Okay. Yeah, I know. I used to hang out with a lot more people that were into football and, and sports in general and that made yeah. it more fun for me and then when i didn't understand what was going on or kind of what the stats were and stuff i could always yeah but lately it's like i don't hang out with anybody that's really into sports so i don't really i've been watching a little bit like Sometimes. alex is really into football we'll go over there and watch with him yeah i don't know it's not like the good old days man in college it's like football yeah. yeah baby like it really really meant something uh and now i'm just kind of like now i feel like that old guy who like I'm way past any prime I would have ever been in to even play football. So now I just sit on my couch and like bitch about how they're playing. No, <laughs> yeah. That quarterback that's doing a phenomenal job in any yeah. other circumstance, but fumbles it. You're like, Oh my God. Yeah. What's wrong with you? I'm like, wow, you're an idiot. Yeah. It's like it's freaking idiot. Like I can't even fit my hand like 
it's I hard can't to even throw a football. Yeah, right. Like, like, I have to throw like the junior sponge ball that you buy at the beach. It's like a nerf yeah. ball. That's like a nerf ball, and, and then whistles. even then, <laughs> lights up. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, even then, I'm having like a tough time like getting a nice tight spiral. You know? Yeah. So that's uh, I would have never. I never played football in high school or anything, and, and for good either. reason. I don't think I would have been very good at it. No, all we did was skateboard. Yeah. I, I like my decisions that I made. I think I yeah, was on the right path. Like so. my knees and back these days aren't like super fond of all those choices of just like, I remember, I think it was like Jeff Salter one time described skateboarding as like, uh, he was talking about how stupid skateboarding was like as we're skateboarding. And he was like, we're literally sitting on like a plank of wood with the wheels on it and just hurling ourselves down the flights of yeah. stairs hoping that we land back on that same plank of wood that we screwed wheels into the bottom of and i'm yeah. like yeah but look how look how cool fun, we look yeah. you know what i mean like yeah it was love man it was awesome it was but, uh, but yeah dude i'll still get out and ride um just like cruise around i got a little board here um but man i feel like i'm really gonna have some serious knee problems when i get older like just the way my knees pop and crack every time yeah. i get up just getting up from a chair and walking around. I'm younger than you are and I already had those knee problems. It's not good, man. I have like two. I, think I did a lot of damage. I never broke any bones, but I, I didn't either. Did some, um, like, which is crazy. I have some arthritis or something. Yeah. I don't know really when it happened, um, but I was just like gaining weight rapidly and it probably had something to do with the fact that I was drinking all the time. And uh, so when I was at that last job and after I quit drinking, I uh, started doing CrossFit and uh, where were you doing CrossFit? Uh, it's called Forge Fitness. It's over in Vestavia off Old Columbiana. Okay. We've got an Iron Tribe like right down the street. I see those dudes out there like yeah. jogging up and down the sidewalk. Yeah, those dudes are crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. So so doing CrossFit is as intense as I imagine it is. Yeah, it's probably worse some days than you could have ever imagined. <laughs> Gosh, um, man. Especially doing – so I was doing CrossFit and I was doing powerlifting. And um, – easy just you know, a little bit of light power lifting yeah. right after your yeah. crossfit session yeah yeah morning coffee some crossfit you know, yeah start dude, your day some of those dudes get out there like at those iron Trap dudes man they probably start some of those guys probably start at like five o'clock in the morning they have to because I'm, like, I'm on my way to work and it looks like they've already ran a mile yeah you know? like 15 miles yeah yeah you're watching their wind down when you leave like they're getting uh -huh. ready to be done but i started doing that and that's when i realized exactly just how bad my knees were Mm. Like I would have to go home and I have like these special knee braces that have that hold ice packs. I would just go home and strap those bad boys on, put my feet on my coffee table and then just, you know, sit there and cry for like 20 minutes. Dude, it sounds horrible. At least the videos and stuff that I've watched, because we kind of looked into it, but it's expensive too. It is, man. It is super expensive. And, um, but I will say this, it's probably, as long as you get a good gym, like forge, forge fitness is fantastic. Um, and I tried out wheelhouse Academy. That's just right over here. Yeah. Yeah. And that was pretty good too, but I joined and then like COVID really hit and, uh, I had to, yeah, like, like all the step gyms away. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've probably been out of a gym for about a month now, but, um, the people at forge are like, they're super welcoming. It's like a, it's not clicky or anything. It's just like, everybody loves everybody. So like it's really fun to go in there and like you you know almost kill yourself in a 30 minute workout but there's like 12 other people in there who almost killed themselves so, so like, is it like a is it like a class setting or yeah. do you have like a one-on-one -on -one trainer or you I mean, can do that too how does it what did, what did you do so generally so what i did was i just did like general crossfit um and when i first started i was going five days a week 
five day. Whoa, yeah. dude. Yeah, I just hit the ground running, but I've dropped like sixty-seven or so pounds. I was almost three hundred pounds. I was like two ninety. I'm sure at some point I had crossed that threshold of over three hundred. Really? Yeah. Now, wow. I'm, now I'm two twenty. Awesome. Um, but it's not like uh, it wasn't like a conscious decision to lose weight. It's just like you my body had no choice because for five days a week I was just beating the shit out of myself and yeah, burning calories <laughs> like crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and like, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't eat as bad as I wanted to. Like I couldn't go and like grind out $20 worth of Taco Bell because I was so committed to going to that CrossFit class after work that I could go and eat $20 of Taco Bell if I wanted to, but I had to be okay with puking my guts up Oh man! like five minutes in because it's not like a, <laughs> there's not like a slow build sometimes. It's just like, you warm up and stretch and then it's game on. Yeah. But, um, but it really, I mean, it really is fun. It's one of the, one of the cooler things that I did. And I was one of those people that talked a lot of crap about CrossFit and stuff like that. I was like, why would you want to do that? Like I could just go to planet fitness, run on exactly. treadmill and you know, they only charge me $10 a month. And and I don't have people yelling which is at what me. I yeah. do. And that's, <laughs> that's what I did. I yeah. did that for a year or so. And, uh, and I was like, you know, this just isn't working for me. And I was like, I need some kind of like guidance. I need somebody to like help me, yeah. tell me what to do. Like I have a general idea, but I need more specialized training, I think. Or I, I need somebody to just be like, hey, what you're doing right there is really stupid. But if you do it this way, you might get something out of it. And that's what I got um, from that place. That was a lot of fun. But and I'll go and I'll go back soon. Um I feel like the nutrition side has a lot to do with it too. Like Absolutely. Going, that's what that would be me. I'd need somebody to just tell me how to eat right. Yeah. And that's honestly, man, I I kinda I go back and forth like what kind of started that whole thing. What started with the whole thing about me trying to be like a healthier person is when I when I stopped um when I stopped drinking, which was February of last year, February, 2019, February 9th, 2019, to be exact. It's the last time that I drank. And, um, thanks for that. Two years. It would have been 18 then. If you said two years is coming up in February. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I don't, I don't math good. (laughs) Two years. Dang. Yeah. So wait. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. 19 no it was 19 so february 19th to february 20th that would be 2021 see it was me that had the math problem yeah you don't math good. i don't math don't math good um so what led to that decision to to quit drinking the just wanting to get in better health and wanting to do the the fitness thing because i have a bad problem i mean you know beer is just like terrible in calories and just terrible for you and stuff so yeah but like ice cold beer tastes good sometimes. It's so right? good. It's so good. So here's what happened. I um, had kind of been off the rails for a little bit with my drinking. And I think my drinking, just like anybody else, like it all started as like a fun thing. Like, you know, when we were in high school, you'd go and like drink in the woods or whatever. Your friend's parents would go out of town or you'd have that one friend who had super cool parents. <laughs> you know what I mean? I never had that one friend, but yeah. Uh, but, you know, there were a couple of those dudes from like from the Hueytown area that uh, it's like, you know, mom and dad just didn't give a shit yeah. and they'd have a bunch of people over. And, um, and I don't know what the language rule is here. I don't want to say Non-existent. Okay, cool. You should have heard Nick's podcast. Yeah. 
Oh, you know what? I did listen to it. And I, dude, I love Nick so much. Um, but yeah, so I'd kind of gone off the rails a little bit. Basically what I was doing was, um, I was doing what they called like, or I was binge drinking, not what they call it. It's just what it's called. Uh, so like Monday through like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I wouldn't drink anything. But on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I would drink like it was the end of the world. You got to make up for those days lost. I really did. That's yeah. that's how my brain works. And uh, and so that's what I would do. And I remember um, like we all got uh, sent to work from home because it snowed. Um, this was back in 2018. Uh, 2018, Katie. That's what year it happened. She's over there doing math in her head right now. She's got a chalkboard out. Yeah. Uh, like an Atticus, like a slide in the thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so one of the snow events, one of the snow that. events, we all got sent home to work from home and, uh, I was living, um, I had moved back in with my parents, uh, for a little bit and our Wi-Fi went out. So I was like, who has Wi-Fi? Marty's Marty's has Wi-Fi. So I went down there to finish work just at the bar, you know, drinking a nice cold beer while I'm doing so. And, um, once I was done with work, it was just like, I was like, all right, I'm going to drink now. Like I hadn't been drinking all afternoon anyways. And so at some point, as stupid as it is, I got in my car to go home and I got on the interstate. Um, but like, instead of heading towards Pleasant Grove, I was headed towards Spring Bowl. It's like heading 59 North. Yeah. The opposite direction of where I needed to be. (laughs) And, uh, and there was nobody else on the road because it was snowing, which still doesn't make drinking and driving okay or anything like that. But uh, I went to, I saw like one of those turnarounds, like cops always sit in. So yeah. I was like, I'm just going to slow down and turn around when I realized I was going the wrong way. And uh, so I went to slow down to turn around right there and I slid in the ice and uh, my car got stuck. So I get out and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get my car out of here. And then of course the police showed up to oh, help me. Oh man, oh, and the guy was like, "You been drinking tonight?" Sir? I remember the officer saying, uh, "You need some help." And in my head, I was like, "No, I'm fine." But I'm sure it just came out. I was like, "Ugh." <laughs> and uh, so he obviously took me to the Spring Bowl jail, like to the drunk tank, yeah, to sober up. And uh, you know, it probably wouldn't been as as bad if like my parents even knew where I was because I was staying with them. Um, if I was living on my own, you know, maybe it wouldn't have been so bad. I mean, it was still a bad thing, but like, well, yeah, yeah. it I really, really yeah. blew like up. Like they're worried about you. Yeah, yeah. They're worried about me. And it's like, they start calling around and, uh, my aunt, uh, for some reason was like, I'm going to call Springville jail and see if he's there. And I was, so I like walk out still snow and ice on the ground. And my parents are there. We had like a really awkward discussion because, you know, at the time I'm like in my late twenties, like, what can you really say to an adult about like what they're doing? Just like, Hey, you're going to end up, you know, killing yourself or whatever if you don't stop. So, um, I played it cool. I had to be on like color code. So I didn't drink or anything for, or I didn't do anything for 90 days. That oh. was my, that was my time on color code. Um, and my color code was in spring bowl and the lab that you had to go and do like your drug testing in was just an old house. <laughs> they okay. turned into a lab like the bathroom was like looked like it had been remodeled in the 70s and stuff like that it was very strange but 
So color code, just to clarify, you're you have a color and then you just get yeah. called randomly to come take a test. Yeah, my my color was cranberry. Cranberry, okay. and you have to call every single day. So you call uh, them and say, "Hey, is my color up? Do I need to come take?" Yeah, I when you, you call, okay. it's an automated recording. And uh, in Springville, it was like, "Thank you for calling the Springville color code. <laughs> Today's colors are red, yellow." <laughs> cranberry okay plaid you know like stuff like that (laughs) so yeah (laughs) i had to call every day and uh and like if my color got called i would call in the morning on my way to work and if my color got called i would go on my lunch break because i was like trying to hide it from everybody i work with because you don't want anybody to know your own color code not for real not at not at work at least so for 90 days actually just shy of 90 days they let me off like a week early because i had done so well like calling every day passed every test with flying colors I didn't drink or anything. And they tell you that they can detect alcohol from your pee for like 72 hours after you drank. And they call your color regularly enough that like, if you drank at all, they're probably going to find out. But they were like, we're going to let you off early because you didn't fail any of these alcohol tests. And I was like, tight. So like any normal person to celebrate getting off color code for <laughs> drunk driving, I went to the bar and got hammered drunk. Um, my man. Yeah, we went to <laughs> my man. The best part is, so we went to shoe shop, and the best part is that I started calling or texting friends, and I was like, "Yo, I'm off color code," and they're like, "Where are we drinking?" Oh, man. <laughs> and, it's a party. Uh, yeah, like, and it seems so stupid to think back on that now. I'm like, "What was I doing?" But uh, oh, whose birthday is it? Yeah, yeah. we all celebrating color yeah. code. I got off color code. I'm like, hell yeah, round of shots. Today's yeah. my day. Cranberry, yeah. cranberry, cranberry, baby. baby. <laughs> I wear my cranberry shirt. <laughs> got my cranberry yeah. hat on. I should have like decked. I should have dressed like a cranberry. Yes. And rolled up in there for the drug test. I'm like, I'm here. Calls. <laughs> for your last one. Yeah. Uh, so oh, dude. that was over and I coasted for a while. I was still doing the same thing. I was still drinking all the time. Just literally just not drinking for like three days. And then, but it's like I would drink so much on like Friday, Saturday, Sunday that I would just be hung over until the next Friday. Mm. You know, like as you get older, that shit starts to last longer. It's brutal. So, February the 9th of 2019, I was at Parkside hanging out with people, drinking and stuff like that. I'd been trying to, I guess, kind of dial it back. I don't know. I don't really know what that means. I think I was just uh, drinking just as much, but doing a lot faster so I could get home earlier. Um, (laughs) You won't feel the effects until you get home. Yeah, none of that shit makes sense. If I pound two beers in two minutes then I've got at least 20 minutes before it hits my liver. Yeah, I can get home in 20 minutes. Or like, I don't know what I was going to do. I get home, just sit there and be wasted like at at the house. It's more like a game. Like I'm racing my bloodstream to see how fast it is. Like, I did it. Yeah, exactly. It's like taking a, like taking a few sleeping pills and then trying to drive home from the other side of town. (laughs) Like who's going to win? Who can Uh, make it the furthest where they they wreck? Exactly. Uh So, I decided to leave Parkside, and I was going to go to the McDonald's and University to get cheeseburgers. Who doesn't want to go to the McDonald's and University? Right. When you're, yeah. when you're hammer drunk, you're like, damn, that sounds great right it's now. It's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. So I pulled into that McDonald's, and then I woke up in jail. Oh, my Ooh. God. Yeah. And, uh, and I woke up, and like, essentially what happened is when I turned into McDonald's, I turned in front of a Birmingham cop, and... Uh, he was apparently closer than I realized, um, which makes total sense because I was shit-faced. But uh, he wound up taking me in. I got checked in. I dressed out and all that stuff and went into a jail cell and fell asleep. I don't remember the check-in process at all. Wow. I still don't. 
you know, like there's been stuff come back to me over the past almost two years that I'm starting to remember and all that. But, uh, yeah, when I woke up that day, like I woke up and I sat up and it took me like 30 seconds to really realize where I was. And I was like, still, I was still pretty drunk. Uh, but I was just like, man, this is the second time that I've had to wake up in jail from drinking. I don't think I'm going to drink anymore. So, uh, I get out and I go down, uh, you know, they, they take you down before a judge and then you get to go and like make your phone call. Mm-hmm. And in the Birmingham city jail phone room or whatever you want to call it, there's like a whiteboard on the wall with all the bail bondsmen in the city. So you can try and get out. And, uh, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to call and get bailed out and then go home. And I don't have to, I was still living with my parents at this time. I was like, I don't have to explain to my parents where I've been. So I called, (laughs) yeah. So I called, uh, the first bell bonds company on the list and nobody answered. And, uh, so I was like, I'm just going to call the one that I guess looks the best on a whiteboard. I mean, sure. I mean, what other choice you got? You got one phone call and you got two minutes to decide (laughs) your bell bondsman. (laughs) Yeah. So I just picked one and I dialed. And when she answered, I was like, Hey, uh, I really need to get out of jail <laughs> what does yeah. that conversation even look like <laughs> I, I mean i didn't know i never had to do it's it it's a bell bondsman like why else am i calling yeah They're exactly like, like hey what do you need today like what do you think I <laughs> i'm gonna make you admit what you did yeah uh so talking to i was talking to the bell bonds lady that answered the phone and i was like hey i need to get out of uh jail i got put in here for drunk driving last night and this lady on the other end of the phone no shit goes is this chase glasgow oh my god what no way yeah and i was like true story true story i go yeah who is this and she was like my name is sherry or whatever her first name was it's a lady we went to church with growing up oh man my parents had already contacted her and her and my parents are waiting in the lobby of the jail for me to get out already so of the two bail bonds companies I called, the first one didn't answer, and the second one was the one in the lobby, with, in the lobby with my parents. She's like, I could see you. <laughs> they were. She was like, as soon as you come to the door, you'll see us. And I was Dude, just like, Oh my gosh! I was like, Man, like I was relieved because somebody was there to get me, but I was stressed I because my parents are out there. The disappointment. Yeah, the yeah. disappointment in somebody in me who was, you know. I was about to turn 29 years old and this is the second time they come and pick me up from jail and like the span of like a year uh, for drinking. So I get in the, I get in the vehicle with him. I get my dad's truck with him and my mom. My dad didn't say a word. My mom's just like yelling at me. And I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I don't like, I don't even have anything to say. Like, I don't know what to say. So, uh, I'll just let her yell at me the entire time. And then as soon as she's done yelling, she's like, now, do you want to go to Nikki's West for lunch? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So we I mean, go to, it's mom. Yeah. Yeah. We go to Nikki's and like, I really didn't want to go because I just like whiskey was coming out of every pore Yeah. I mean, you body. just got out of jail. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like fresh out of jail. Hadn't even laced my shoes back up yet. <laughs> and, uh, so, but we go to Nikki's West, we eat and while we're eating, I'm like, I don't know. I don't think I said a word for like three days because it was just like replaying the events in my head of like the past 10 years of me drinking. And, uh, and so I decided to ask for help. So I went to Bradford, um, their outpatient program, which is over in Vestavia. And I did that, um, from February until I got out on my birthday. So I started in February. I went through 
most of February or the second half of February, all of March. And I got on April 14th, which was when I turned 29. And, uh, and from there I started going to like, you know, your AA meetings and I got a sponsor and all that stuff. And, um, I just never really looked back. I don't guess like I do so much now that like, I remember being like hungover, I guess, or like we'd be going to like railroad park and I'm like, I've got to fill up my flask with whiskey. And then you get there and you see people like riding bikes and shit. And you're like, is that what sober people do? That looks terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, like I see people or pictures of people on Instagram, like hiking or like kayaking and doing all that shit. And I'm like, like you see some, like I would see someone on a kayak and I'd be like, where's all their alcohol? Because if <laughs> Is you're that fun, yeah, like, like, can you do that? Yeah. No. Like if I was going to float down the Cahaba in a kayak, like I want to be blind by the time I get to the end. <laughs> um, oh, so it was a really big change, but it was one of those things where it was like, I guess now the way that I feel about it is like, if I could get sober, like surely anybody else could, but there are, uh, and like, don't get me wrong. There's still times, um, where, like I see pictures of people like out at like Parkside or at mom's or something like that. And like, you can tell that everybody's having a really great time. And I'm like, damn, I really miss doing that. But the thing is, is like anybody else can drink. Like if you guys wanted to drink alcohol right now, it wouldn't affect me. Like it wouldn't upset me that you guys were drinking across from me. It wouldn't be disrespectful or anything like that because obviously you guys aren't the ones with the problem I am. And that took a whole lot of, self-learning to be able to say like oh man i fucking suck at drinking like (laughs) i'm just really not good at it uh because every time i would do it it would always start out in such good faith like going to the plaza to hang out with a bunch of people you know and there were times where like you know you'd go to like well hell wednesday at black market or speakeasy and you go to plaza afterwards because all your friends would be there and like it was always a good time and stuff and then at some point i got away from those good times and like drinking was like how i I felt normal i think Mm -hmm. um so like it didn't i guess like when i was sober like i was always so anxious and nervous about everything going on the world always felt like i was gonna have a panic attack and stuff and uh that's probably because i was hungover for like you know 10 years but uh not really 10 years, but I, you know, it was one of those things where when everybody else was like, yeah, we're going to meet up here and have some beers and then go here. Like I would go, um, like I remember meeting people for like happy hour at Parkside and, um, you know, it's like everybody sitting around like drinking, you know, like a mixed drink or just drinking a beer and they would get through maybe three or four. And then like most people would go home after that because happy hour is over. But like while it's happy hour, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then I would go to the bar and do like shot, like two shots back to back and then go to the bathroom and then go back outside. So it's like everybody else is normal and functioning while drinking. And I'm just sitting at the other end of the table, just like trying to keep it together. Yeah. Um, so not to be, I'm not trying to be like a downer. No, no, that's crazy. Um, cool. yeah. It's just, there are, it's helpful for people to know just kind of like what goes through your mind and yeah. Yeah. You know, what you were thinking at the time too. Just yeah. If they're, also, plus, if they're also struggling with that, like someone out there listening, I think it'll be helpful. Yeah, for sure. And the, you know, it was one of those things I think when I first got sober, I really like, I really felt alone because most of my friends do like to drink and do like to party and go out and stuff like that. But I'm lucky in the sense that all those friends that like to do that will still hit me up to hang out. 
and there's not any pressure when I get there. Like nobody's just like, Hey man, you want to shut? And when I say no, they're not like, why not? Yeah. Like those are good friends to have. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand the social pressure that would be there, especially if you have other friends who are also dealing with problems. It's like, you know, it almost makes them feel less guilty about it when other people are doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Versus like, if I know I have a drinking problem and I'm, going to hang out with you and we're at a bar and you're not drinking then it's just like a reflection of like my problem that i have like, yeah you know like i need to chill out or get help you know so that's that's yeah. interesting i've never heard that perspective and it before. i think another thing that really helps me um or helped you know pre-covid is that uh knowing a lot of people downtown means knowing a lot of the bartenders at the places that i go to and a lot of them know that i'm sober so there's no like I've had people, I remember being at a shoe shop one time and everybody was going to take a shot of sake and I'm sitting in the line with all the people that are going to take a shot of sake. And I think maybe it was Leah Hogan, um, who is just a wonderful person. She pours like all these shots of sake and then takes a shot glass and puts Sprite in it and gives that one to me and gives sake to everybody else. Okay, so it's not like blatantly obvious. Yeah, yeah. just give me like a sprite can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like the fact that when everybody does the shot or whatever, and yeah, you're just it's, sitting there, like, yeah, like, you know, at least you can feel included. Exactly, you know? and and that wasn't even anything that I thought of. You know, yeah. it's just like, you know, something that probably being a bartender that's probably one of the things that you deal with is people that don't drink. Sure. Um, yeah. But also, after I quit drinking, I started working at bars, which was weird. Um, I started working door at shoe shop. Um, and then I started working, uh, I worked door at shoe shop just to make like some extra money. So is it weird when you're sober and you see all these people that are just getting annihilated? The night progresses from the, from the other perspective. Like, you know, honestly, I think I remember when I told my sponsor that I was going to start working the door at a bar, he looked at me like I was insane. And I was just like, look, if it's tempting at all, like they know my, they know my situation. So if it's tempting at all, like I can just be like, I can't do this anymore. Right. But it was actually really eye-opening to see people, one, the people that could be there and hang out and drink all night but not end up, like, crawling to their car. Mm-hmm. And then the people that would be there for, like, two hours and then be completely obliterated. And I'm like, oh, that's me. That's me right there. Um, and I worked over at Mom's Basement. I worked over at um, Paper Doll. Okay. Which is I know Katie's been there. I haven't been there. Paper Doll? Yeah, it's real cute. Yeah, it's, gir- it's real girly, it isn't is. it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. No, no, no. I met the mayor there actually. He doesn't drink either. He was sitting on the um, patio and he actually bought us a round of shots for my birthday, for my thirtieth birthday. The mayor, the mayor, the mayor, mayor Woodfin. Before I quit drinking, Mayor Woodfin bought me a beer at the Pizzitz. <laughs> He's really nice. Uh, He's nice dude. He is. He's so nice. We'll have to. We'll find that picture and throw it up. But yeah, she she texts me a picture. She's like, I'm in tears. The mayor bought me a birthday. I just, I'm such you a big know, fan of his. And I was pictures. just, I was so excited to meet him. We were like on this little tiki bar thing. This doesn't sound a little like pedal this. tour. Yeah. Sounds like it's... Parks and Rec right now. Leslie Nunn oh. over here, <laughs> fanning <laughs> out over the mayor. <laughs> He's really nice. You were on a pedal tour? Yeah. The bane of my existence, yeah. fucking Dora. <laughs> uh, Wait, I'm girl, sure I'm you've big... seen the worst in, uh, in those situations, too. Oh, man. Yeah. You're telling me you didn't get excited when a gaggle of cheering and screaming girls pulled up at the front of your, your... no man i'd be like we're closed <laughs> just keep on going just yeah keep, on going. keep pedaling uh <laughs> those uh no i mean really you know none of that being able to see other people party and drink and stuff and not 
act like complete assholes. I was just like, I don't know what that's like. Yeah. Uh, but then watching people that did the opposite, I was like, yeah, same dude. Uh, that's what I would do. That's why I'm not, that's why I'm not drinking. And then some people have really, really weird reactions to it when like, like people would come up to me at paper doll and, um, eventually I just memorized the menu. And when people would be like, what's your favorite drink here? I would just name something random. Um, so do you find that people, when they find out that you are sober, especially like you obviously hang out with bars, have no problems doing that. Yeah. Um, do you find that people's reactions is like, Oh, you're, you're, do I need to drink? Can, can I drink around you? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, they act like yeah. they don't know what to do or how to approach the situation. Well, they want to be respectful. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's I like guess. that, uh, you know, that Jim Gaffigan bit where he's like, he's mayonnaise. Like, yeah. He's like, I don't, uh, I don't eat mayonnaise. I'm like, oh my God, do you care if I eat mayonnaise? And he's like, yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's how, that's kind of how it feels because people are just like, uh, you know, some people are just like, oh, that's cool. And some people are like, wait, you work at a fucking bar and you're sober? How's that work? And I was like, I actually, uh, I just don't drink on the job. It's not like, it's not that far fetched when I say it that way. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I guess if you're working door, it, yeah, you got like, a little bit of an excuse. Yeah, like let me see you ready. Uh, <laughs> this is you. Yeah, this isn't even a little idea. Like, Prove it. Laying across it. my stool. Yeah. Uh, Spell your name backwards. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things that I've done at a bar since being sober was uh, at Queens Park, um, which is owned by my friend Mud and his wife Laura, newlyweds. Um, I'm not familiar. Where is that? It's right around the corner from Paper Doll. Um, okay. So I'm. Like in the Morris. Avenue. Yeah. Katie, can you Google Loft that District for an address? Room. Queens Park. Queens. Um, they do this thing called Miracle, which is like a Christmas kind of thing. I actually have no idea how to explain that, but it's like a long Christmas thing. 112 24th Street is where it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, Queens Park. Yeah. So like there's the Atomic and there's uh, Paramount and... Uh, what's it called is somewhere in there. Paper doll is somewhere in there. But uh, yeah, so this miracle thing that they do is a Christmas thing. And um, so they got like up a bunch of bar swag and then had me come up there and dress as Santa Claus <laughs> and hand out. Really? Yeah, they gift wrapped. It, and it was like all the, like the stuff like vendors give you like, you know, vodka brand t-shirts and hats and koozies and all sure, that shit. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they had me dress up as Santa Claus and fill up a bag, like a you know a Santa sack sure. with this stuff, and go and hand it to people in the bar that were drinking. And dude. people go fucking nutso for Santa when they've been drinking. Dude, I didn't see uh, any dude. pictures of that or anything, man. I'm sure they're out I there. Think, That's crazy. I think there's a picture on my Instagram of like just my face, uh, with like the beard on or something like that. But outside of that, um, what, dude? Go back up. Hold on. Hold on. Click on that middle photo, lifting the, the dumbbells right there. No, 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 the center. I know. I just can't use this mouse. Oh, my. Okay. What is that What right is now? happening? <laughs> look at my gut up over my belt. Like, <laughs> Dude, look at that pushing beard, my titties man. Up. Yep. That's, uh, so I went to the gym with Kenneth Cunningham in that picture, and this is, I guess, not too, too long after I had been going to CrossFit, but I was really starting to build strength and I really wanted to see. I can tell. Look uh, at that freaking, how much weight is that? That's 405 pounds. Oh, dude. I will never be that's able to do that. That's too many pounds. That's too many pounds, man. Nobody's making you lift that much weight. <laughs> <laughs> so after, now, uh, which I haven't tried in a while, but like, see the straps on my wrist? 
those are wrapped around the bar so i didn't drop it mm-hmm. um i've seen those before and like i'm wearing those so if your back gives out a jersey, yeah, i'm stuck to it yeah <laughs> yeah that uh, seems so dangerous it undoes once you drop yeah the yeah because it's just oh, wrapped around okay i thought you meant like your handcuffed to the no okay no. so are you that doing, would be tight. are you doing smelling salts when you do like I do this. have some smelling you do? salts. Yeah, but I, you know what's funny is I've never hit them right before I lifted weights. Oh, dude, I what's almost the, died when smelling I Smelling salts. One. What's the smelling salts? We hit it just for fun. It's like ammonia. Yeah. It's like what? it was You know, like to a, wake up people after they passed out. Yes. And they just do that. Yeah. Uh, why? I, I guess I'm not connecting the smelling that, salts to lifting weights. It just it it triggers you your rush. brain. It makes you, yeah, it gives you that rush. So it's a like you, you hit it. But uh, so, yeah, we. Um, yeah, the smelling salt thing was crazy. I ordered some called Hellfire. Oh God, I don't get it though, man. And uh, do people do smelling salts for other activities? Like, am I if I play chess? Yeah, man, you could. Salts? I mean, be the most amped mf'er in the room too. And you'd be like, you're on something too. Like, <laughs> how yeah. long does it last? Not, not long. that long. So it's ha- not like a drug. Is it just no. like salt? It's like uh, ammonium nitrate. Yeah, ammonium nitrate. And it's just a block of it in a thing, and you shake it. To break it up. Ours was like a little packet that you squeeze and yeah. So those are the ones, was it like a little white thing? Yeah. So those are the ones that like, if somebody passes out, you can like snap it and waft it under their nose. That's the one we just did. Yeah. Like, oh, let's try this. Yeah. I had a coworker at my last logistics job who ordered uh, 500 of those. Oh, so like in the afternoon lull, <laughs> we'd all crack one and smell it. I hit the microphone. We'd all crack one and smell it like we weren't sitting at our desks all day long. Oh man! Yeah, Dude, I gotta get up on this. The I'll, I'll smelling salt. You can get them on Amazon. Crazy. They're super cheap. Yeah, I'll bring you one. I and mean, we'll do it on camera. It's not like cocaine yeah. in a packet, though. It's like you'll see. Oh, it just go huff some no, Vicks. Nothing <laughs> vapor. Right? Yeah, I just don't. Just do I just can't equate that in my brain. I don't know why I'm being so weird about this. Nothing comes out like, of the packet. Like I'm gonna go lick some Vicks vapor rub. Yeah, and then I'm gonna go get you, know, you a punch cheek a bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's not to get? Yeah, I don't. I don't understand what you're not understanding. I don't know. I don't know, man. Have it's you ever like, watched like? Did you ever stay up too late and end up watching like the strongman competitions? Yes, yes. And I equate that photo that we looked at a minute ago when you're lifting those weights to the strongman competition. That would be tight. Those but, guys uh, can lift way more than I can. So that's a thing when you're doing like heavy weight lifting. Yeah, smelling salts. So if you watch like a strongman competition, and oh, I don't. I guess I didn't even ever really notice it when I was like young and i would watch those strongman competitions of dudes throwing logs or whatever lifting the boulders yeah um but if you watch a lot of times right before they start like right where they say go salt me they'll be standing there and they'll have their you know they'll have it in a bottle which is how my hellfire smelling salts are hellfire. you shake it up open it up and sniff the shit out of it and then and then i'll put the guy back on throw it down and then they're ready to go <laughs> and uh yeah You're not like doing a line of it off oh, the table no no no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, Put, you could bounce it on your finger. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna give you something totally different than what it's supposed to do, I think. But uh, okay. But yeah, um, I do have smelling salts, and I guess maybe I've maybe I hit the smelling salts like twice before I left. Um, I don't know why we got on this whole tangent about smelling salts. It's very interesting. I didn't know. I didn't, didn't know that, know that was a thing. I, that, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh man, at all. Um, there's so many different options too. Like. Uh, Oh, there's a whole vast world of smelling salts. There's a whole world you are unaware of. I am so out of the loop, man. So I followed this guy on Instagram. He's a weightlifter, and he did a review. He had like six different smelling salts that he was going to (laughs) review. And he's on his balcony. He's on his balcony. He's like, so this is such and such. I'm going to try it. Hits it. He's just like, 
oh yeah that's good sets it down picks up another one and this one's this one and I'm gonna try it and by like the third one he's just like knocks them all off his balcony and he's just like in tears he's like drooling and stuff he's just like yeah, I don't think your brain is supposed to take that many Dude, hits this sounds so horrible for you I just can't imagine that's I, I equate it to the cheek full of Vicks vapor cheek full I don't you know and honestly I have like no dip. idea what the uh, there. I have no idea what if any there are like long term effects I don't know man maybe I'm not going to be able to remember my name in a couple of years from these uh, things but I definitely don't think you need to do a review video and try six of them in a row yeah that's Sounds intense uh, <laughs> so going back you are uh, you're Santa Claus oh yeah yeah I was Santa Claus so Katie found the picture and, and yeah yeah so I'm, I was like actually standing in the Queens Park stock room that was when I was putting the thing on putting the outfit on that beard and that hat probably the most itchy thing I've ever put on my body. It doesn't look comfortable. It was not. But the best part is that I, you could only see that small portion of my face. That's why you see most Santa Claus. It's just like so <laughs> shitty around their chin because it's so itchy. Yeah, because it like, sucks. Yeah. Um, I mean, I ain't trying to be Santa Claus, you know. So how was that walking through a bar full of people? Man, I, Yeah, dude, that's what it was like as soon as I came down the stairs. Lots of, lots of elf quotes from the movie Elf. Um, I know him. Honestly, probably too many. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, so many people think said I know him. Let me him. think of one. Hang on. Come back to me. All right. <laughs> Short path. Uh, yeah, lots of I know him, and I was just like, okay, here you go. Here's your bar swag. It was so much fun for real. Um, and once I handed everything out, I just went home, and it was great because I was like, man, is that what is that what being Santa is like? But then I remember like it was just for a bunch of drunk adults. Nah. But like I walked outside and. uh like nobody knew that I was there or that that was even going to happen. So when I came down the stairs from the back where the, where the stock room was, it's like the people like in the immediate vicinity that saw me, like just about shit themselves because of Santa and I was carrying a sack full of stuff. Yeah, man. And when I walked outside to the line of people, everybody was like, Oh my God, Santa's here. It's like, this is awesome. You know, like you awesome. kind of feel like a celebrity, but also nobody knew who I was except for the people that worked there. And I actually ran into a friend of mine, um, that I had worked with at Target, you know, I worked there forever. Um, Alex worked there too. Yeah, 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 that's right. We start. I think we actually started together. We got hired at the same mass hire event. Yeah, I remember he worked there for a long time. It was many, many moons ago. Um, but uh, yeah, I ran into a friend. And I walked up and said, "Hey," and I didn't. I didn't remember. To you, I was dressed you. at Santa. Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, and hey, he, Santa. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. He looked at me. He was like, hey. You say his name. Hey, Santa. Jonathan. You're yeah. a good boy this year. He's like, oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, a bunch of his friends had um, were like off to the side smoking cigarettes. And they walked back over to him in the line. And uh, this was after we had talked. And I guess they just didn't notice. So when I was walking back by, I was like, all right, I'll see you later, Julian. And, uh, all of his friends were really caught off guard by the fact I knew his name. And uh, they're like, wait, how'd you know his name? I was like, I'm Santa. Come on now. <laughs> Santa, know everybody. You know how this works. Come on, dude. Um, so you're feeling good. You're you're not drinking. You're hanging yeah. out and um, obviously deadlifting giant weights and stuff. So how long did that last as far as like doing the CrossFit before COVID? I started in – I think I actually started at the end – uh, I signed up at the end of December because I had to wait until after the new year to do like my CrossFit 101. Okay. Um, which is basically where it was like three classes where I had to go in and um, 
They basically teach you how to not to kill yourself yeah, doing all this stuff. Yeah, basically. I'm sure you can get hurt. And yeah, and like the thing is, is like they're gonna show you like the basics, and like I mean, if you get hurt, that's on you. Like obviously, don't try and snatch 400 pounds over your head if you can't do it because 400 pounds landing on top of your head, it's not fun. But uh, but it was basically like a basically just like a crash course on the movements that they use. Uh, because one of the things with cross, CrossFit's a lot of it's Olympic style lifting, so it's not just bench press, deadlift. Um, Olympic style lifting. Yeah, so Olympic style lifting is like split jerks, clean and jerks. Um, a lot of jerks. Lots of jerking. <laughs> lots of jerking. Um, to the point that I would have to wear like elbows, like elbow braces. I was jerking so much. That's a lot of jerking, jerking yeah, my friend. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. So, and like you're just in a room full of people. Everybody's jerking. Everybody's jerking. Yep. Uh, five days a week. <laughs> Sometimes 5 a.m. Yeah. People get started as early as 5 a.m. Some people jerk twice in one day. and uh, Couldn't keep up. No. No, I really couldn't. So I basically just got my ass handed to me um, for the first few months. And then... Um, but was it more fun than going just like to a typical gym doing your own thing? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Having, I guess the accountability helps a lot. Yeah. Know. Five days a week, man. And people will text you. I felt like if I was going to go, like I might as well just go, go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's no point in going... Like, I don't have, like, a heart condition. I don't have – I don't really have any medical conditions that would, like, prevent me from going five days a week apart from the fact that I was just, like, lazy and fat. Um, so I was like, let's just do it and see what happens. And, uh, and man, it was like a – I mean, I would get off work, go straight to the gym, work out, come home, shower, done. And um, – I bet you're sleeping a lot better too. Oh, man. I was sleeping like a baby. I can actually, and I could tell on the days, luckily it's kind of evened out now because I started the mechanic thing and like working with my hands and like actually getting tired at work. But I could definitely tell the days mentally, like when I didn't go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and like even during COVID, like for the, for the first half of COVID, um, you know, they closed the inside of the gyms, but Forge had an outdoor area. So I would go up there and work out outside with some other people, like socially distanced. Yeah. Um, and stuff because they have like a running track and all this other stuff. They have all this open space that you can use. Now, is that the place next to ADI where's on the ADI? corner there? Uh, Forge is in where's ADI? It's off Oxmoor. Oxmoor. Forge is in. Yes, there is Stadia a place off of Columbiana. Okay, but I think no. There's another like CrossFit type place next to ADI. Okay, is it Nexus? Nexus Fitness. I, I haven't been over there in a long yeah. time. Okay. But, um, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know that uh, I got a couple of friends that go to that Nexus, Nexus Fitness place, and I think the that gym owner and maybe some of the members kind of like spawned off of Forge. Mm. Um, and you'll see that sometimes. Like somebody will be at, at one CrossFit gym, and then they'll go open their own thing. Or, yeah, man, they're popping up all over the place. Yeah. You know, like you said. And um, – and I guess really, I kind of forgot about this. I was going to touch on. Um, I think really that whole thing started with um, Kayla and I did Whole Thirty. Okay. And I got like really into it. Like I was making my own condiments and shit. So explain briefly yeah. what is Whole Thirty. What is that? It's god awful. Is what it is. <laughs> it's, it's not like the keto diet or, or paleo. It's or- very close to paleo. Okay. So basically with the whole 30, what you do is you take out anything that tastes good and you replace it with cardboard, <laughs> but okay. you, 
easy. Dr- yeah, you get all the things you love. You can't yeah, have. You anymore. can't have that shit anymore. Um, it's basically just doing like all real food, like no processed foods. No, if you get a, I never even knew that some of this shit was on a nutrition label. But if you look on a nutrition label, like you'll see like sugars in something like this right here. Sugars are oh zero grams because this is a Coke Zero trademark, by the way. Uh, but it Sponsor says... Sponsor of this episode. Yeah, it says included added sugars, zero grams. So basically what you would want to do on Whole30 is you want to look and see what the added sugar percentage was. And if there were any added sugars at all, you just put that shit right back on the shelf. So zero tolerance for, zero sugar, tolerance. for added sugars. Yeah. Okay. Um, Could you have carbs and bread? Because paleo is all about no. like the meat diet. So you okay? So that's where it's similar to paleo. No bread. Did no you bread. eat plants out of your backyard? I mean, what's Just left? Grass clippings. <laughs> <laughs> when the guy at my apartment would come and cut the grass, I would ask for <laughs> Just a to bag it up. Full. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, me and my girlfriend doing the whole thirty thing, man. Can I have a bag of those grass clippings? Um, You're buying like rabbit food and stuff. Yeah. Probably not even. That probably has added sugar too. I'm sure it does. To be honest, it really. Can't eat tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, like it just no fruit. Dude. Well, I mean, I guess you can. But it's, it's not, not added, added sugar. Yeah, yeah, but still you can't. It's really? still too much sugar. It is natural. Too, it sugar is too much sugar. So you can use fruit juice to like sweeten things. Um, but you can't have honey. Can't have honey. And honey, I eat a ton of honey, but yeah, I've missed that. If, if somebody told me I couldn't have it, then I, that's like that's all thing. I would dream about. Yeah, <laughs> like, like what do you mean I can't have honey? I'm like you don't even have honey in your house right now. Yeah, but I, I, I could wanted go to. buy some. Yeah, you're not. It's nine o'clock. You're not going to buy yeah, honey. Yeah. I want honey. I'm going to buy honey. Yeah, no, you're not. Get on ship.com. Right. I'm bring it to you. Yeah. Uh, so it was stuff like that. Like we just you can't have like anything. But I bought this whole thirty cookbook. And uh, so you went full in. Yeah, I don't think I made anything out of that cookbook, but <laughs> but you had but it. But I have it. <laughs> you showed it to people. Yeah, took pictures. I was of it. like, oh, whole thirty cookbook right here. If you need to borrow it, I'm not using it. People come uh, over to your house. You're like, come on into the kitchen and and watch my whole thirty cookbook. Yeah, you know, don't I, knock that over. I left this out. Yeah. silly me, and put this back. It's open to a recipe. <laughs> it's open to a recipe. Um, I I did a lot of googling of like whole 30 meal and like you can have vegetables and stuff so there was a lot of I hope so what's yeah. left man yeah like what else is there there's a lot of chicken and vegetables going down in the house <laughs> uh a whole lot a lot of chicken lots of eggs too really i mean we were buying like the the carton of the 24 can- yeah, yeah, yeah yeah like the 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 small pallet of eggs yeah like for a church service or something. yeah yeah <laughs> we were going through one of those things like every two days dude yeah <laughs> How many ways are there to cook an egg that you don't get sick? There's of? There's not that many, and you do get sick of it. Okay. Well, luckily, you can have stuff like, you know, you could have eggs and sausage. That's not a big deal. Um, I need twelve eggs. And yeah. <laughs> eggs yeah. and carrots. Yeah. Eggs and broccoli. Exactly. Eggs, eggs and chicken. Yeah. Um, eggs and chicken broth. Yeah. I need. I'm gonna eat a dozen eggs, and I'm gonna eat like <laughs> a glass of water. Thirty-five sausage links and a glass of water. That sounds like paleo. Yeah, it, I'm not gonna lie to you. Whole thirty was terrible, but I lost weight, and that yeah, was I'm missing the part where you're like, I got really into it. This is awesome. I'm getting there. It's, it's not. You're I'm, not selling me. On I'm it, getting man. there. And whole thirty is not. My, is, I'm, the whole thirty is my selling point because when I did whole thirty and I lost weight, I was like, man, I'm really glad I lost weight. But that was fucking terrible. There's yeah. got to be. There's got to uh, be some middle ground. There's got to be a way for me to lose weight and still be able to eat peanut butter and honey yeah. on ego waffles in the morning. So 
whole this, 30 is it like a 30 day thing yeah so it's only for 30 days yeah the, and then what the happens longest 30 after, days oh i'm sure I, it sounds like misery but after that 30 days then what you just go back to eating what you want or is it just supposed to trigger something in your brain that yeah. you start eating healthier? whole 60 whole 90 whole eternity whole, yeah whole <laughs> the rest whole of your miserable life. existence yeah exactly so I think really, and it, it really did do this. It showed me um, that I was eating a bunch of bullshit just because I liked the way that it tasted. I mean, that would be the main reason I eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same. But it, it taught me that there were foods I could eat that I really liked the way that they tasted that I ate for energy as opposed to just eating until... I had to lay on the couch with my pants undone. Gotcha. Okay. It taught me to like kind of curb that like over gluttonous eating and stuff like that. Did you find that you started liking foods over time? How do I say this? <laughs> like, like for me when we did paleo yeah, or when I just like any time that I've kind of cut out sugars um, to me, like fruit tastes sweeter, you know, like you start to realize yeah. just how much sugar and like when you, go back and drink like a Mountain Dew or something after you haven't, say, fasted that for a month. Yeah. Then you have just a sip of Mountain Dew, and you're like, oh, my God, there's so much sugar in yeah. this. How like did I used to drink one of these every day? Yeah. You know, like, your tolerance levels change, I guess. Yeah, that's why I drink Coke Zero now. Yeah. Because uh, it's not as sweet as just, like, regular Coke. But I just wonder if over time, like, vegetables in general, if maybe you didn't like it at first, if over the course of 30 days you start to find that you – find more foods that are healthy that you like yeah and so like I was, i've never really been <laughs> long-winded way of saying that you get to uh, that point and then you start liking tofu yeah yeah or like uh, celery suddenly is like oh okay piece see, of celery cool. i didn't like celery before i did whole 30 um and then after whole 30 i still didn't like celery <laughs> <laughs> so okay. that didn't work fine out. but i'll tell you what i i'll tell you what before i started whole 30 i could not do like the whole LaCroix seltzer water shit, like yeah. that whole thing. I could not do it. But when it's like water or spicy water, <laughs> I'm going for the spicy boy now. Like no problem to go. And what's funny is I like LaCroix the least, but I straight up like could not. Like if I took a drink of LaCroix before whole 30, I was like, it would cause like an involuntary flinch yeah. because I thought it tasted so bad. And now like, no problem. Yeah. I don't know why that is. And I have another friend who's like that too. Wouldn't do that shit before Whole30. Went through Whole30 and then was like, all right, this is good, I guess. But Whole30 is such a commitment to come around to liking LaCroix though. Right. I like LaCroix. We <laughs> got like, on a LaCroix. That's, that's what you like got to do. We got on a LaCroix kick. And, you know, my. It's probably my, during paleo. It's not a good it? kick. It may have been. Well, it was recently we started drinking LaCroix. We were trying to, I was trying to cut out sodas. That was my big thing. Yeah. And um, I don't know. For whatever reason, LaCroix. She found some that we tried, and uh, yeah, I liked it. Even the flavor of this one. It's just like carbonated water, basically. That sounds fucking terrible. It sounds <laughs> terrible, but for whatever reason, I don't know. I That's like when I'm people are like, oh, man, I could really go for like a Topo Chico right now. I'm like, no, you fucking couldn't, man. Nobody can just there, go for that. Don't we have one some in the of fridge We right got there. some in the fridge. Oh, my yeah. God. For see. me. That, that's for you. It's just carbonated water, right? It's yeah. mineral water. Mineral yeah. water. I don't know the difference. It, it's all the same. It but. burns like fire. But Oh, I will say this, though. Carbonated water like that. Um, for me was like mentally, I guess was a really, really great substitute for beer. Yeah. Cause it has that bite. Uh, it's not the same to be watching Alabama football and like crack open a pample <laughs> <Ice> mousse. <bowl. laughs> 
But it is at least. there with your boys and crack it over. You put in a koozie. You put in a koozie. Because if anybody saw me drinking pale moves, they beat my ass on the spot. But no, it it really was like if I ever got that craving. And I don't really get those cravings anymore. But for a while there, you know, um, I would. And I was like, oh, man, uh, that would be really good. But this, you know, whatever. Pamela Miss LaCroix would be fantastic, too, I guess. So I cracked that open. But um whole 30 was weird but that's what started the whole that's literally what started the crossfit thing is i was like i was like whole 30 sucks so bad there has to be a way i can lose weight and get in shape without <laughs> having to cut out all the foods that i love so when you do crossfit they don't is there any nutrition involved or it's mostly just yeah, like for sure are if, they educating if you, you on want it to be if you want it to be yeah and right. yeah they i mean yeah they will tell you like i mean a lot of it is you know it's like common sense like don't eat a big mac and then come do crossfit Right. Um, but they don't say, Hey, like you need to cut these things out of your diet. No, no, but you can, I mean, they're like, you know, one of the coaches, maybe more than one of the coaches at the gym is a nutritionist that you can like, you know, you kick her or whatever her fee for her nutrition business is, And she'll send you like recipes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you can also do, so there's two companies in town that I know of there's millfit.co and there's fit five mills. And both of those places, you can order your food, and it's like pre-portioned and all that stuff. You just go and pick it up. Milfit, you, uh, Milfit delivers to Forge Fitness, so I could get on his website and get like lunch for five days, and it'd be like fifty bucks, which is a lot up front. But that's ten dollars a meal, and that's probably how much I was going to spend on lunch anyway. Yeah, unless yeah. I'm like dollar menuing it all week long, which nothing <laughs> on dollar menu is good for you, um, but it's still delicious. Yeah. But, you know, 50 bucks for five lunches when I was working in the office and it's like you throw in the microwave for a minute and a half or two minutes and then you have like, and it would be like really good food, you know, but it's like this guy's like one of my favorite things was like a, um, it was like a taco baked potato kind of thing, but it was just a, it was a big sweet potato, but it's a lot of cheese and all that stuff on there. It just wasn't overloaded with like butter and sour cream and stuff like that, but not like the potato you get at Wendy's. No, not like that one at all. Uh, I forgot Wendy's even had potatoes until bacon right nigger. You can get a cup of chili. Yeah, I wanted to dip my baked potato in chili, please. Um, Eat it like a hot dog. Yeah, can exactly. you put it on that baconator? Can you just yeah. slide it in there? Actually, just give me two potatoes and can you use those as the buns? Oh man, um, I need a better diet. I mean. So here's what here's where I went after Whole30 when I went into CrossFit is I was like, I should probably start eating healthier. But I also decided that if I wanted to just eat some straight up bullshit that I could, but I had to commit myself to work harder in the gym to try and burn it off. That's fair. And uh, and honestly, when you stop drinking uh, nothing but like whiskey with Coke chasers and beer, you know, the weight's got to come off regardless. Yeah, I would um, think so. But it was it was slow, and also like I replaced when I quit drinking, I had to like fill that void. Yeah, I filled it with Oreos. Uh, <laughs> a lot of. Oreos. I thought you were gonna be like running or something. <laughs> no, absolutely not, man. No, absolutely not. Oreos. Oreos. Straight up Oreos. Stacks of Oreos. Uh, like, Double stuff. Thin. You know. Yeah. Any. Of I mean, when a when a new Oreo would come out, I'd be at Target like grabbing a pack of them. <laughs> I could stand there and eat like one entire row. Um, so. I was like, shit, I got to get away from this. And, you know, we were talking about smoking cigarettes before we got started here. At AA meetings, um, there is always a smoking section. And there are always a shit ton of people there. And it 
like I was going to this place called Jaffe, which is near Zydeco. Okay. And they have like a little patio out on the side where everybody smokes. And when I first pulled up to the place, it looked like it was on fire because <laughs> of all the people smoking cigarettes. Because they're all filling that void with cigarettes. Yeah. You fill yeah. it with cigarettes and like nasty coffee. Just anything. Uh, yeah. So like I started smoking a lot of cigarettes and that was another reason why I was like, I got to do something healthy because I'm like, like I would smoke a lot when I was drinking, but I wouldn't smoke when I wasn't drinking because I felt like I couldn't breathe from all the smoking I did in like a three day span. <laughs> uh, but when I quit drinking, it was like pretty much every chance I got, I was smoking cigarettes. Um, like I wouldn't smoke at work and it wasn't because I didn't want them to know it was because I was on the seventh floor and I was too lazy to like, go, <laughs> go all the way, way down. down. Yeah. yeah. Who crack a window or something? That was the thing. The windows didn't open. Cause anytime my boss wasn't there, I would be like, I wonder if I could smoke in here and him not know. Uh, <laughs> Just blow it straight into the, yeah, into the air vent. Or I'd do it like, uh, doing a whole thing, like stuffing a dryer sheet and a toilet roll yes. when you'd smoke weed in the bathroom. I thought about trying that out, but, I just didn't. But then when I would leave, you know, I'd, I'd be smoking cigarettes. I'd step outside all the time in my apartment, smoke cigarettes. And that, because, you know, obviously I didn't want to smoke inside. And that's always been the weirdest thing to me is I'm like, do I really need a cigarette so bad that I'm going to go outside of my own domain, like my own living space? I'm going to go outside so I could smoke a cigarette to come back inside because I don't want my house to smell like cigarettes. So why do I even smoke them? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I started, I started vaping, which is, at least as far as we know, not as bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I may end up with like a six-armed kid. <laughs> from yeah. This shit. The jury's still out on whether or not vaping is technically healthy. Yeah. But uh, I can't imagine it's it's any, if not, it's definitely not any worse. No, <laughs> definitely not. And also, like, I don't smell like a hot, wet ashtray. That's true. true. Yeah, you and can vape in your car thing. and still have resale value on your vehicle. Yeah. You know? Unless your friend gets in, like, why does it smell like fruity tooty? And, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, uh, don't worry about yeah, that. If that wears off, man, that tobacco yeah. smell, that's for life. Yeah, you never dude. get rid of that. You ever, like, gotten into, like, a, like, gone in, like, an old lady's home who's been smoking cigarettes since, like, 1930 and everything's yeah. nicotine yellow? Every My grandfather's house was that way. Really? Yeah. yeah, man. When, you know, after he passed away and we went to go clean the house and get his stuff out, it was yeah. like the walls were stained yeah, with nicotine. yellow from the, the smoke and stuff. And it's crazy right? that, like you don't really realize that that's happening and stuff. Like I remember like after I quit, like looking at my fingers and like, if I had on like a Saturday when I didn't have to work and I was smoking cigarettes all day, I would have like yellow stains like on my fingers and stuff. And I'm like, how did I do this? But either way, and there are still times, um, like we were talking about, there are still times where like I'll smell somebody smoking a cigarette and I'm like, Oh my God. And like, I could really go for one of those bad boys right now. But then other times I smell it and I'm like, I smell like shit. Yeah. Yes. Uh, It's like, Sometimes it turns me off. I'm just like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah, I'm like, why are they doing that? Yeah. Especially like, if it's mega hot outside. Like, it was like 110 degrees. And I think smoking if I'm driving and the car in front of me smoking, I can't stand it. Yeah. I, it drives me crazy. Yeah. yeah. there's uh, It's weird, those little triggers that you don't even really know about until you stop doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I stopped, when I started going to CrossFit, I hadn't stopped smoking cigarettes yet. And there is nothing like imagine. 30 minutes on a rower to let you know that you can't fucking breathe because you've been achieving, like you've been smoking like a chimney. So I was like, all right, I got to stop. So I started, that's when I started vaping. Um, and then it didn't bother me at all to, uh, I don't Vaping really did just fill that void, mm-hmm. uh, which is funny. So like I went to the vape store in Hueytown to get this little guy. This is a, uh, that it's for like that Nick salt stuff that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, hey, man, I need just like a little small thing and some 
Nick salt. He was like, have you ever vaped nicotine salt before? And I was like, Nope. So Nick Salt is the 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 smelling salt things we were talking about. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, definitely not. I was about to say you're smoking <laughs> no, that no, now. No, no, yeah. All right. I'm out of the loop on this. We're getting wilder. Salt. Okay. We're about to talk about doing. Could it you put that in intravenously? My <laughs> yeah. Uh, so nicotine salt is just like a higher concentration. So like your standard juice or whatever that people put in their like big okay. vapes. That stuff's like zero milligrams, th- three milligrams, mm-hmm. six milligrams. The shit that I have in here right now is fifty. 50 milligrams. Okay. So it's like, I'm on 35. That's Boom. I have that another juice that's 35. Yeah, but I don't hit this near as often because right. I was really getting after it on my, my regular vape. Okay. But like this thing, I can hit it a couple of times and I'm good for a while. Uh, but when I told the guy that I wanted it and he asked if I'd ever vaped nicotine salt before, I was like, no. And he was, I, I don't was, even know what that is. Yeah, he was like, can we do that? Is that legal? Yeah. Do I need to go around back? <laughs> he was like, well, let me ask you this. Why do you think you need some nicotine salt? And I'm like, motherfucker, sell me what I asked for. <laughs> I didn't ask for your yeah. judgment. <laughs> he was like, well, he was like, you know. Why do you? Oh, man. I was like, well, I mean, I just, you know, I just want it. I was like, sometimes my vape doesn't really, like, scratch that itch for me. I used to smoke cigarettes. And he was like, well, you know, man, you're kind of, like, replacing one vice for another. And it's like. This dude doesn't know who I am. You work in the wrong industry, my brother. I know. I'm like, you're trying to talk me out of buying this right Yeah. Now? Not to mention, like... That's like a conscious drug dealer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd like some heroin, please. Well, have you have you thought about what... Why do you is? feel like you Why need heroin? Why do you heroin? feel like you need heroin? Well, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, man, I really don't want to get in a conversation with this dude about replacing vices because he does not want to hear about... Oh, yeah. Being True. Yeah, he doesn't know. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm just thing. like, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, I never really thought of it that way. So, anyways, I just need some nicotine salt and a thing to smoke it with, please. <laughs> I'd really like to try it. <laughs> and, uh, do you sell spoons and lighters by any chance? Yeah. I'll right? just take that. Look, I'll just freebase the juice. I don't give a shit. Just help me here. So, the guy's like, uh, just put a straw in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Oh, uh, so, yeah, he just, uh, I really should have done that. I'm sure it would have fucking right in front of destroyed him. me. It just like put it in my eyes, like eye drops. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, that's that good shit I needed. So he uh, he was like, well, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hook you up with this thing, and uh, I'm gonna start you on like 35 milligram. And, like in my head, I'm like, are you my fucking doctor, my dude? Like, you're gonna start me on that? Like, you just come back in two weeks. Yeah, and, uh, we'll let me do know a reassessment. How, yeah, let me know how that works for you. Come back in two weeks. We'll do a physical and we'll see if we can bump you up in there. <laughs> God. So I'm just like, oh, uh, oh okay, cool. So I get some like strawberry flavor or something, and I hit Solid. it a couple times, and I'm like, well, I should have just got 50, but I have this bottle at 35. So I just went to the vape store the very next day, and there was somebody else working there, and I was like, hey man, I just got this uh, vape to smoke nicotine salts with yesterday, and I got like a 35 milligram juice, but like, do you have anything stronger? <laughs> he was like, absolutely. <laughs> Come with me. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> He's like, what you thinking? Keep your voice down. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to lock the door. Oh. Yeah. Let me close the shutters here. Uh, I was just like, yeah, just like some some 50 milligram would be cool. And he was like, yeah, yeah I got you. What flavor do you want? And then he like told me all the flavors and stuff. And How hot does it go? There's too many flavors. I have no idea, to be honest with do you, you. Does anybody need to go higher than 50? I've only seen know. the highest is 50. How, many, how much nicotine is in a normal cigarette? I think it's 50 or 30, 50. Something okay, like so we're it's not like, talking about like equivalent every time you, cigarettes. Okay. Yeah, it's not like smoking a super cigarette. But I mean, like one hit of a 50 milligram is not like smoking five cigarettes at a time. No. No, okay. because it's, it's you know, you put them in these little pods. 
You're right. Yeah, like my juice is in this thing. Yeah, it looks like mine. So it's um, I, I'm just so foreign to the world of vaping. Didn't you buy a vape? I did. I did buy a vape. Let me tell you my vape story. Okay. I uh, we've been doing like the whole CBD craze, and we liked it. And I was like, man, I bet there's CBD vape, and that would be cool. I don't know why. It's just one of those things. Like yeah. you just want to try it. Yeah. It's and the so future. we went to a, a local store, and I asked the guy. He's like, yeah, I've never actually sold one of these before, so let's try it out. So I bought it. Did it right there in the store, and it straight up smells like weed. Yeah. Like, it's like you're vaping weed. And um, it really didn't do much for me. And then I found out later that the oil versus, like, the liquid, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. A friend of Alex's is a nurse practitioner, a doctor, or something Katie would know. But we got on the topic of vaping, and she was like, yeah, the oil stuff is, like, the worst. And we think it's going to lead to, like, you know, cases of COPD and, and just bad lung inflammation. And I noticed, like, after vaping, I would start coughing. Yeah. You know, and I could feel like I just had crud in my lungs. And so I quit doing it. And so that was my brief stint with vaping. But apart from that one incident, I really didn't learn much about yeah. the vast array of vapes and the culture She just smoked it. weed and then vaped a vape. Yeah. yeah. You're trying to Basically. mix the two. Yeah, you yeah too I thought I was being clever. And don't fix what's not broken. That's on you. That, that's right. Yeah. If don't you fix need, what's not broken. If you need to learn about vapes there's this dude at the vape store in Hueytown. can he do like the, he the will, <laughs> like the vape wars and all that stuff? i don't know but he'll fucking hold your hand and and take you down the, the path to nicotine salt uh but yeah the the next <laughs> guy that i talked to that. when i was like yeah just like some 50 milligram stuff he was like yeah man told me all the flavors and then like handed me a bottle i was like yeah i came in yesterday and this guy like wanted me to start on 35 milligrams and the guy was like Oh yeah, I've heard that story before. That guy is. Uh, we hate that guy. We hate that pretty guy. much. Yeah, sales are plummeting because of him. Yeah, like he keeps talking people out of buying vapes, and I, but it was just such a weird situation. <laughs> He's got a conscience, man. Yeah, he sees these kids coming in. It's like you don't want any part of this, man. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm in my 30s, and I'm like covered in grease from working on cars all day. Like, just give That's, me yeah. my nicotine salt <laughs> liquid. <laughs> That's funny. Like, it, but that was. Uh, I think that's just my. That was my. That's when we the weirdest things ever happened to me with vapes. We used to go to the vape loft downtown because we lived right there in Highland. Mm-hmm. Those people were awesome. Um, I think that's where we went. That's where I went. Vape loft. Thing. Yeah. Those uh, those people are cool. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess that vape really, really scratches that itch. But if we're just like chilling at the house, like I'll use my regular six milligram or whatever. Um, which one of those like big ass? Like it's got to warm up and the shit. big machine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's insane. that's how you start blowing big boy clouds. Yeah, well, I see these dudes Cloud that do like the yeah. Well, it's like you see these like it's all. I thought it was a joke, but it's like these competitions. <laughs> yeah, that shit's real. Where they're like you know making unicorns out of their vape yeah. cloud, and or they have like this. the distance meter of who can blow like, like the longest. Are you cloud. for real? This is a new sport now. Yeah, it's like, like wow, well, I'm not good at anything except cloud ripping. Okay. Uh, I do. I have gone to fat doinks, man. Yeah, I've I've gone to to <laughs> vape stories that are like they're like, oh man, uh, you know, if you want, are you trying to rip like big clouds? And I was like, <laughs> that's a real question. Yeah, I'm like, what no kind I'm, of clouds you trying to rip, bro? Yeah, like no, dude, I'm addicted to nicotine. Help me, okay? I'm not trying. No, but man, do you want to look like a choo choo train? Yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> Come on, Thomas. Yeah, how'd you feel about Thomas the Tank Engine as a child? Because I got the vape for you, my dude. You want to look like your car's on fire when you stop at a red light? <laughs> like, 
Oh, oh that cannot be healthy, man. Vaping on that level, you know. Oh, I'm sure that's not. <laughs> just like you got like a car battery hooked to like the giant yeah. traffic cone that you're yeah. sucking through, and yeah, it looks like your house is burning down. Dude, those things too. Like that smoke is thick. When people hit it driving down the road, <laughs> I'm dude. like, they're gonna fucking fly <laughs> off see? of a bridge. Yeah, like yeah, dude. if we're riding the car, like Kayla, uh, Kayla's like before like hit hers and like while we're talking and then she blows the vape smoke like across my path of vision <laughs> um, i'm like here we come lord <laughs> on our way to... the windows down. yeah like I'm, I, I will have to crack my window i'm like if you blow vape smoke over here one more time i'm gonna pull this car over Man. and put you out um but i was talking earlier about like how things have like started to kind of come back to memory since i quit drinking and it's from like it's stuff like from God knows when, you know, like stuff that just kind of like, I guess there's some stuff like somebody tagged me on something on Facebook and I have completely zero recollection of what it's about or what we're even talking about. But then I can remember those random stuff ever. Um, and I thought about this before I came over here and I wanted to make sure that I brought it up. You and I, and probably a couple other people were at the Vestavia skate park when that was still there. Yeah. I think it's like a Dunkin' Donuts now. Oh but, yeah. Uh, yeah. They bulldoze the whole thing yeah but you were skating and you remember that little hip transfer that they had it was just like on both sides oh like yeah right it was right next to the, next to the mini ramp yeah. yeah i remember you coming up to the top of that and you kind of bailed and when you landed like one of your legs was really stiff oh no and you didn't break it or anything but okay. you hit and then you had to sit down and you were like that made my heart hurt and i don't know if you remember it i but don't know if i, I like that I remember like laughing to the point that I had tears because you were like, you were like freaked out oh, because yeah. you like landed like on your one. It like, just like jarred, jarred your whole yeah, body. Jarred yeah, jarred your body really bad. And you were just like, I, I think I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> and like I was just losing my mind. Because, I'm dying over there. Yeah, <laughs> you were. You were like, you're like, I need to sit down. I think, was it you, Nick and Randy for the senior prank where you guys drew a giant dick on the football field? Yes. Yeah, that was. Uh, Did you guys talk about that? That's my favorite story. I love telling people this story. <laughs> No, I we love not, it. We have not talked about this. I can't. Um, you, I can't believe you guys didn't talk about it. We um. So the story goes. No, it's my favorite story. We uh. <laughs> people are like, oh, "Are you an only child?" No, I have an older older brother. And for a senior prank, he drew a big dick on the football field. Which are several, actually. Oh, um, it's true. It was the it was the Randy mastermind the whole thing. He was like, "Hey, I've got this plan shift. We're gonna um, <laughs> we're we're gonna." He, because we were both in the marching band, and so he had like a printout of the field that they would use to do like uh, movements for the band, mm. and so it had the proper yardage and all that. And so he sketched out on the field what we were going to draw and where we were going to draw it. And so we got this plan to go to the athletic complex, which is where Pleasant Grove played all their football games, because Pleasant Grove didn't have like a they had a practice field next to the school, but in our town, everybody would go to the athletic complex, which was about a 10-minute drive, and that was, like, right down the street from my house. <laughs> so they were like, hey, you know, right before the homecoming game, it would be really cool if we go out there with this, like, liquid death weed killer stuff that they had, like, blended together using, like, Clorox bleach and, and all kinds of other chemicals they got from the hardware store. And so we had this plan. We're going out there, and we're going to draw over the field. It'll kill the grass, and then from the bleachers, you'll be able to see everything that we drew. <laughs> and so, long story short, we go out there. Um, we had gone like a day before to kind of scope out the situation. And the week 
that we went homecoming week, the local police were kind of, they knew the kids were up to no good if they were out driving around and stuff. And so they were a little more cautious. Well, we were up at the field at the complex. There's no games going on. There's nothing happening. And so a police officer sees us parked in the parking lot and comes over. And he's just kind of questioning us. And one of the guys that was with us had like a red car. I forget what it was. It looked like a Ford Focus or something. Or it was like a, may have been like a Scion. Whose car? Um, I'm not going to say. Okay. But a friend of ours that was there. So an easily recognizable car. And uh, so we left. We didn't do anything that night. And then a few nights later, we went back up there. Uh, we had a buddy of Nick. We had a friend. He was down the street kind of keeping a lookout on one of the main corners that comes to the, the complex. Then we had another guy on the other side, and I think he was there. I may be telling the story wrong or missing some details. But either way, we went back up there, jumped out on the field. It was me and Randy, and um, we went and hit our marks, and we just kind of went crazy. Like we started out with a plan of like what we were going to draw. and it was, like, was the plan always a dick? Yeah, I think that was always part of okay, the plan. Cool. Yeah, we were also going to write like seniors and class of 06 and all yeah. this other stuff. But then we realized we had like a bunch of like weed killer left. So we just kind of <laughs> went crazy and started drawing stuff. And um, we left, mission complete. And several days went by. And I kind of would go by there going home. And I realized, man, it's not working. You know, like the grass is fine. And so towards the end of the week, I start hearing these like rumors and I don't really know what's going on, but they start saying like something's happened, you know, something's happened at the complex. So I go to one of my classes and I'm sitting there and the principal and a, and assistant principal come into my class and say, Hey, we need to get Mr. McCown. Oh no. And they Sorry. were like, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I God. love this story. So I got up from my desk and they're like, go ahead and grab your books. Oh, oh, and shit. I was like, dude, they know they found out how they find out. And so they took me, uh, <clears throat> to the principal's office and I could see they handed me a piece of paper and they kind of said, Hey, we know what you did. And they're like covered in grass. Like they've been out on the field trying to do whatever they can to get rid of the evidence that has now shown up. And, uh, hope i'm not butchering the story but they basically say we know you did it uh your buddy with the red car how we ended up getting caught was they called the local police and said hey have you seen anybody up at the, at the complex that could have done this and the guy that came up there two days before we actually did the thing recognized the car and so they pulled him into the office and he basically ended up confessing and telling him and then ratting us all out snitch Randy, Randy was in a truck and they actually went out to his truck in the parking lot before they came to us. And they, you know, he had like a camper shell. Yeah. Well, they opened it and it was open. And then they pulled out the weed killer <laughs> that was in the back of his truck and they took pictures of it. This is like a full blown police report investigation oh that they're doing. And so, long story short, we ended up confessing. We got sent to, I think three or four weeks of star, which is Jefferson County's basically boot camp, boot camp, Man. alternative school. And we're there with kids that have like brought drugs to school, kids that like came to school drunk. I went to that school. Kids that were selling, you know, just brought weapons to school. Not for any of that though. 
like bad stuff, man, from all over Jefferson County. Mom would drop us both off there in the morning. Uh, Yeah. She was so proud. Alex had to shave his head. Alex had like really long hair. I had to shave his head. It's my senior year, man, and I had to shave my head. Yeah. Crazy. Dude, Nick had long hair too. Yeah, he had to shave his head. And Ra- I mean, I think Randy was the only one without long. He didn't hair, have like but... super long hair, but he had like shaggy hair. He had shaggy. Randy did. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so yeah, that was it. Um, I think we had the we all had the pretty big fine we had to pay. But so the big homecoming gang happens. They go out on the field to try and cover up the tracks with like to like spray paint the grass green again. Which is a different shade of green. So you can still see everybody in the bleachers. If you're on the field, you can't tell. But everybody in the bleachers can still see all the drawings. Just a different shade of green. Yeah. So they basically, so it still they basically highlighted it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that was my, my big high school story. Um, I was a pretty good kid in high school. I didn't really get in trouble. I remember you telling mom and dad. And mom was like, I can't believe you did this. And then that was like the extent of it. Yeah, that was it. I didn't really get in trouble. None of us knew the extent of how far the school would go, but they were pissed. Yeah. And they really, you know, that's why we got sent to alternative school. And we were all shocked by their reaction. We thought maybe I'd have detention, you know. Yeah, or be suspended. Or or maybe have some community service or have to go up there and help fix the field. But we didn't know that they were going to take it. Like, we got charged with felonies. Wow. Because which that was eventually dropped but because there's a monetary amount of damage that can equate to a felony they charged us with a felony man you know like trying to i'd have to register as a felon the rest of my life you know because you drew some dicks because i drew some dicks on a football field (laughs) so it was it was crazy how far they took it yeah too far and uh you know um nick and randy both got lawyers we couldn't afford a lawyer so we didn't have lawyers yeah but luckily we were all being tried for the same thing so their lawyers kind of banded <clears> together and they were like look you're not charging these kids with felonies you're not doing all this yeah all they did was draw some dicks and um yeah that was it that was that was so why did you go to start so i didn't actually have to do star it was like the next step under because i was like seventh grade i wasn't old enough to be go shave your head gotcha but I got expelled from Pleasant Grove, and their big drastic measure was send me to alternative school, like in that like limbo. But I didn't end up finishing it, and then I just ended up homeschooling after instead of going back. That's what I did. So second semester, ninth grade, until I graduated, I homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I just remember, <laughs> I remember seeing Randy with a shaved head. It was interesting. Yeah. Man. There's a picture floating around. I don't know if I've got it in a drawer or Nick has it, but there's a picture of all three of us, and it's like the only photo yeah. that we got. You know, this is before we all had like iPhones and stuff. Um, Thank God. With all our shaved heads. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, that was anyways, just. High school. High school stories. And then that was right around the time that there was a show on MTV called High School Stories. Yeah. And everybody told us we should have, like, Oh yeah, written to them or submitted our our story to them. Yeah, and uh, I think back on that like that would have totally got picked up. You know. Yeah, because it's always about kids that got caught, and then they kind of go back and rehash everything that happened. Then you could have got MTV lawyers. I know, man. Mm-hmm. It would have been awesome. But I didn't do it. We missed just, the butt. We were like, well, whatever. Still a good story. So, Absolutely, it's my favorite. Story. One of my favorite stories. I love too. talking about high school. <laughs> it's, it's so. Awesome. Those were such weird times, man. It's such different times, I guess. Like I think back now to when you know I was like 19 years old. And it was nothing to just go skateboard, even downtown, you know, like yeah. weird hours, you know, two o'clock in the morning, you're skateboarding around and nothing's 
like nothing bad would happen, you know, and stuff like that. Not that it's like more dangerous now. It's just like, and maybe it's because I'm an old man now. Yeah. And I don't I'm about go to say you're older now. You're like, like, dude, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's the old man coming out. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. And then like, uh, dude, I remember us driving around, uh, when you were doing the filming for bad footing. Oh yeah. That skate My video. infamous 12 minute skate video. Yeah. But we would go like, I remember us driving around for, like hours to different spots. Like we went to, uh, was it six flags over Jesus? And we went to McAdory high school and we yeah. went to the glass elevators and like glass elevators. Yeah, oh, dude, man. that was just the sweetest spot of all time. Oh, I know. I know. I don't, um, I'd probably throw my back out, but I'd at least go down there and try, you know? All right. We're all going to start skateboarding like for real again. Yeah. We're going to make another, <laughs> another, another video. Bad foot and two yeah, bad electric foot and two. boogaloo. I got to find bad that, knees. Man. Yeah. <laughs> bad knees. Bad, knees. bad back. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, you know, I, I keep thinking and I keep looking online because I'm like, I really do. I think I'm just past the days of like, I'm past the days of throwing my body down a stair set. Oh yeah. Dude. But, I keep, there's like the, you know, there's over the past however many years, you know, there's like a big resurgence in like the old school style boards. Yeah, man. Um, this one right here. I've got one. Yeah. I just bought. So uh, get this. We were, how old? This is probably like, three, four years ago. Yeah. Um, You know, we always go to our parents' house and have like Christmas over there and stuff. And, and you know, the past couple of years, we hadn't really got gifts because we're older and it's just get together and hang out with family. Yeah. Well, a couple of years ago, we walk in and my dad bought us skateboards for Christmas. That's so tight. It's like we're 16 again. Yeah. And so, man, I take that thing out. It's got big fat wheels on it and, and great bearings. And it's just an old school cruiser deck. Yeah. And um, like just the other day, like I'll get out and just go cruise around the Rotary Trail, you know, yeah, yeah, up yeah. and down Birmingham, and especially now with it kind of being fall weather and cool. Yeah, it feels nice. It's awesome, dude. But I can feel it the next day. Like yeah. just that little bit of just pushing and. Doing yeah. any kind of physical activity now, yeah, it I sucks. was like, oh my God, I'm in such bad shape. Yeah, that was the, killing me. That's the thing with the CrossFit um, is that. That's, Does it ever wear off? Do you ever no. get used to it? Yes. You just learn to live in pain. You get used <laughs> to the pain. Yeah. You, so and, you never like, you never like get over it. You're like, oh yeah, I live for this. This is awesome. It's just like, and it, you just get numb to the pain. Pretty much. So what happens is that you, you're like, you'll wake up. I mean, your muscles get used to doing certain stuff, but like you're still sore. But the thing is like, if you go ahead and like, if I would just go to class, even if I was super sore, like once my muscles got warm again, I wouldn't hurt. Mm. And then I would go home and I would feel like I got hit by a truck, but I just had to make it to the next class and then right. I was good again. But that's so as long like, as you're moving, it's when you stop, that's when your body seizes up. Yeah. That's when your body so just good. gives up. But that, uh, but yeah, the whole cruiser thing is like, it's so appealing, especially when I think about the glass elevators and how like wide those ramps and stuff are. Oh, like dude, it's so much fun, man. You could just get on a, like a wider cruiser and just bomb that parking deck yeah. and not feel like I'm going to die. Oh, it's, it's just to me, I mean, I still get a rush. It's just fun to do. It's just yeah. fun activity. And it's one of those things that like I enjoy doing. That's also giving me a little bit of exercise. Yeah. It doesn't feel like I'm just exercising for the sake of exercising. Yeah. To me, that's why I've always kind of never been good about sticking with a good gym routine. And yeah. even now, we're members of Planet Fitness, and of course with COVID going on, but, you know, they're back open, and I have not been there very often, if at all. <laughs> you know, I had a membership there for like a year, and I probably, like I would go and work out maybe three days a week. I never really got anything out of it, but the hydro massage beds. 
I haven't tried those. Oh, I've always man. seen them, and I thought it was just a gimmick. I was like, huh. I'm not paying for that, man. Dude. You know, hydro massage. I did like the the membership. I think it's like maybe 20 a month instead of 10. So that I have like unlimited hydro massage bed access. <laughs> so I would work That's out intense. for like an hour, and then I would lay on the hydro massage bed for two. Just take a nap. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like Unlimited, you just flash your card. They're yeah. like, sir, you got to get up. We only got three of these. Yeah. We got a line of people. Show my membership gold card. Yeah. Like, kiss mm-hmm. my ass. What is it Pizza Monday? Bring me a slice in here while yeah. I'm laying down. Come hither. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, those hydro massage beds. The wor- like Thinking back now, like with COVID, and I had COVID. <laughs> you had COVID? Yeah. Whoa. No, I didn't know that. Okay, so I had COVID. Uh, I got it from... <laughs> this is yeah, a while yeah. ago. Uh, we will sanitize these microphones after Chase leaves. You should. Uh, your whole house, actually. The whole house. Uh, it, uh, at the time, there was only one other guy in my office, and I got it from him. Dang. Dang. Yeah. So were you? did you have symptoms, or did you just... I really didn't. I had the... I couldn't... Well, not the really bad ones. I couldn't taste anything, and... I had a couple of days where like I felt like I had trouble breathing and I was really tired. That was but, about but it. But you weren't dying. No. Oh, okay. Kayla had it worse than I did, but even hers was like a really hers kind of borderline on like cold and flu kind of feeling. But she luckily never ran neither one of us ran the like the high fever or whatever. Um and then we survived. And uh so like COVID ain't got nothing. No man, it's nothing, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's uh, but like, I definitely like. It's so weird now to see like people in masks and everything like that, and like I wear a mask anytime I get out of the car, and like, with new normal, man. I don't even think about it anymore. Yeah, no, like it just and like with Big Dave's, like we're mobile and we can do like completely contactless mobile repair. Like if people want, like we have a we have a lady who. Uh, they're self quarantining for two weeks before they go on vacation. Cause they're going to see like her mother in a different state who's immunocompromised. So like when we go to her house, like we went to her house last week to do something, we got to go back this coming week, but it's like, we put masks on, we put gloves on, spray everything we touch down with Lysol at the end, just to make it, make people comfortable and make people mm-hmm. feel safe. But Thinking about like those hydro massage beds at Planet Fitness beforehand, like you'd walk up and you can tell it's somebody's like nasty, <laughs> sweaty sweating. ass been laying on this because it's the top of it's like black vinyl, so you, it sweat. Yeah, sweat. oh yeah, there's no soaking in. Or no, and I'm like I'm about to like you can like spray it down and wipe it. And I'm about to lay all up in this person's body juice. As far as my personal diet, I eat terribly, mm. and one of my favorite restaurants to eat at is Taco Bell. Yeah, eat there all the time. Oh, it's he's fantastic. Been steaming on this one. Yeah, <laughs> and I wanted to talk to a fellow Taco Bell enthusiast because, as far as I know, it's one of your favorite restaurants. Absolutely, it was. What are they doing with their menu, man? All like right. they are ruining like all of the favorite things that I used to eat all the time. Yeah, are gone. Are gone. The grilled stuffed burrito. It was, that was my, my favorite. That was my favorite thing. Number it was one. Number one. It was, it was the number, number one. one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude. Loved it. And and so when they got rid of that, I was devastated. <laughs> then uh, triple layer nachos were basically an add on onto every meal, no matter yeah. how big or small. Same. Always got triple layer nachos. Those are gone. Yeah. Um, Cheesy Fiesta potatoes. I was a fan of. I was a huge fan of the Fiesta potatoes. Gone. The the. Uh, cheesy potato burrito yeah. that they had was gone. really good. That's gone. 
Um, feel free to throw in anytime. There's a Mexican pizza is on the way out. That is the that's the main thing. I'm so devastated because I literally just had one the other day, yeah. and it's like I don't get I've it all the time. I've never had one of those. They're so good in you're my the, entire life. I've so never had one of those. Well, you're the reason they're they're getting the axe. Yeah, but thanks a lot. As far as I know, I think in November, uh, the end of November or mid November, so it's gone. <laughs> yeah. And the only reason I know that is because I have a friend on social media that has a petition going, and it's got like two hundred fifty thousand signatures. I'll sign people that are like, <laughs> You need to go and find it yeah, and well. sign it because, like, he. Uh, I don't know if he started it or if it's somebody else, or it may just be an internet thing. But like, there's a lot of people out there upset about the the Mexican pizza going out the door, and I'm one of them. The worst part is like I don't know who to blame for this happening. I don't know, man. And oh, they they added the quesarito for a little while. That was kind of a new thing. Yeah. I don't know if you tried that. But yeah, man, I did. It I loved was it. Super good. Yeah. I was like, okay, I can get on board with this. And now it's gone. Yeah. And so I don't know what they're doing or why they're trying to streamline their menu or why I felt the need to talk about this and get the <laughs> word out and and get people fired up about Taco Bell and they're ruining this menu that I've loved. You know, there's been things that have come and gone, seasonal things, but when they got rid of the grilled stuff burrito and now they're talking about axing the the mexican pizza so i just just cannot stand man no taco bell first broke my heart um some years back when they had the uh you remember like the volcano burrito and the volcano nachos yes that lava sauce dude i mean it might as well have been cracked (laughs) um and then they took it away and like i've been chasing that dragon ever since (laughs) uh and it came back out briefly and so was that just a seasonal thing? I, I don't remember how long they had that. I mean, I this was like back in long like time. 19 years old or something when that happened. Yeah, they don't even have like jalapenos on anything anymore, I don't think. No. It was like covered in jalapenos. It was so good. It was yeah. the volcano nachos, man. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was the shit. And, you can't uh, just name it volcano and no. not hit it with some some some, some yeah. bang. You yeah, know I, mean? I want it to hurt. I want it to hurt Probably, <laughs> twice. I, I guess, yeah, exactly. In and out, baby, in and out. I don't know if it was 2016 or 2017. They came back out with it briefly, and I went to the Taco Bell over there in, uh, on, uh, by the Palisades. Okay. And I bought 30 sides of lava sauce. 30 sides. And she told me that they couldn't do it, and I was like, yes, you can. <laughs> what is a side of lava? They put it in a little, little plastic cup. cup yeah. yeah. So She said they couldn't We don't do have it. that many cups, sir. Yeah, exactly. She we don't would, have that much lava sauce. Yeah, if you don't have that many cups, you put it in a large drink cup. That's right. <laughs> uh, no, they're taking that lava sauce out the back door. And they're like, we're not selling you all our lava yeah. sauce. They lava did. Sauce. I asked for a manager. Um, I was that guy. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean you can't? And she was like, well, there's no button for... <laughs> <laughs> 30 sides, no button for 30 sides of lava sauce. I'm like, is there a button for lava sauce? Hit it 30 times. Uh, so the, they spit in your lava sauce. That's fine. Oh, okay. The heat probably <laughs> the killed heat, the bacteria. Yeah, it kills the bacteria, man. So, uh, but yeah, then, then this whole streamlined menu thing came along and I subscribe to the conspiracy theory that they're doing this so that, uh, in like maybe six months or something, they're going to be like, you talked, we listened. And now these menu items are coming back to boost sales. That's you're not. I hope I'm right there. because if I'm wrong, like there's not an alternative to Taco Bell. Well, they're gonna stop doing tacos. The locations in L.A. are serving chicken fingers. Yeah, I've heard about that chicken fingers. What? Yeah, dude, I haven't heard about that. Yeah, I heard about you're it. Serious? I thought you were joking. For I heard about it from Lake, and I thought he was lost his damn mind because we yeah. went through the drive-through 
at Taco Bell, <laughs> and I order a Crunchwrap Supreme, and he's like, can I get the four-piece chicken tenders? <laughs> and even the lady on the microphone was like, this is Taco Bell. <laughs> no he's like, dumbass. He's like, I saw it on the internet. She's like, I, we don't have that. Yeah, not this internet. <laughs> you want some spaghetti? Yeah, <laughs> we got spaghetti back here. Uh, I don't understand the reason. Like, you you take your most loyal followers. Myself he, included. This yeah. is very near and dear to my heart. Same. I'm glad we're ending on this. It's like, uh, I don't know, man. It's like. It's like if, if everybody, is there one person in the world that everybody likes? Uh, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, I was about to say Mr. Rogers because if anybody doesn't like him, maybe in the parking lot. He's pretty. Yeah, I can't imagine anybody not liking Mr. Rogers. Yeah, so imagine like Mr. Rogers at like the height of him being on TV. He just looked directly in the camera and was like. I'm done. You kids fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. And you're never going to amount to anything. That's what Taco Bell has done to us. Or like if he just quit tying his shoes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like quit that. changing his cardigan. Yeah. Every time, that's what like, every time I would watch it, I'm like, is he going to get his shoes tied before he finishes the song? Yeah. Like what if he doesn't? Like what if he can't, you know, because sometimes like we all struggle what getting our shoes tied. There's a man off camera with a rifle trained he's, on he's, him. And dude, if he doesn't get those shoes I'm tied. I'm saying, man. That's that's ad lib every yeah. time, you know. That's that's that is professional. I didn't know anyone yeah. like stressed about that. That's pretty interesting. He's that, sitting you know, there doing <laughs> the whole so stressful whole for me. And He's got to get Just his sweater Alex. out. He's got to put it on. He's got to get his shoes on. And he's got to do it in how you know however long the song takes thirty seconds to sing that song. Yeah. What if he struggles getting it off the hanger, <laughs> or he buttons it? Yeah, like he's wrong. very very confident. <laughs> has to button it again. God, what if he did button it wrong? And like, he's looking at the camera, dude. Yeah. So he's tying his shoes, <laughs> and he's not even looking down. I'm not that good at tying my shoes. That I'm thirty years old. That would give me anxiety every time. I'm like, dude, just let him get it done. Just let him get done. Just let him get it done. It's weird now, looking back, that this dude had like a house cardigan and a going out cardigan. Yes. And he would change twice. Like yeah. He would change coming in and he would change when he left at the end yeah. of the show. And then his shoes, like he would put on shoes for the house, but they weren't house shoes. You know what I mean? Like they weren't slippers. They were like vans. Yeah. He like changed from, he changed from like vans to a different color pair of vans. But yeah, so Taco Bell and Mr. Rogers, we got on a Mr. Rogers tangent. Taco Bell. We're bridging the gap, man. We we're are. It. Come on. Trying to bring people together. Taco Bell is making the worst decisions that I can possibly imagine anybody making. And I really feel like it just goes hand in hand with this entire year. Like I remember like at the start of 2020, not once that I think like, I wonder if there's going to be a global pandemic. And then when it started happening, I was like, well, what's the worst that could happen? What Taco Bell's going to get rid of all their good menu items. Yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen. Crush. That's with everybody at Taco Bell. All the higher ups are stuck at home and they're just thinking too much. I, well, that has to be it. We got to like, get rid of this. I don't get it, man. Like how long, like the the Mexican pizza in general, and specifically that item, not big item on your checklist when you go, but for me, it's been yeah, around like hundred years. Been, I'm about to say how long, like go. I want to look at the menu going back all the way to the beginning of Taco Bell. Yeah. That had to be one of the first like Americanized because when they first started, they were people of Wikipedia. Yeah, we just get the Wikipedia. I want to know how that. long the Mexican pizza has been on the menu, and they used to have burgers. I don't know if it was like a taco burger, it like was, you get a taco yes. casa, but like. I mean, I just—I don't know, man. I just, why, man? Why? That's—I need answers. I keep looking up. And Anybody out why. there on the internet, if you hear this and you have answers, Help. send them my way because <laughs> I want to know, man. And uh, I'm gonna send you a link for that—that that, uh, 
petition. petition. Please do. Yeah. I keep looking up and I see my name on there because she has my Instagram pulled up. Yeah, and it catches me off guard every time. Sailor. Um, Appreciate but, Sailor. But yeah, that's uh, there's my frog tattoo. Yeah, the, all the uh, pretty much my entire social media is just like my animals, my girlfriend, and the rest is just complete and total bullshit. Well, it's very entertaining, so please keep it up. I'll try. And um, man, I think we've talked long enough. I think we'll have to get you back on here another time. Thanks for coming to hang out, brother. Thanks for having yeah, me. Sure. I really appreciate it.